Blog Talk Radio. about you, Bosch, but I'm kind of tempted just to play a bunch of right. music and uh, <laughs> I hear you. And rock out here. We are back. Welcome, everyone, here at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Elliot over here in the chat room says that he has missed us. He's missed us, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I just, I don't think we were loud enough. Maybe you want to ask the... You don't think we're loud enough? Maybe now. That's fine, yeah. I feel like I need to Before, cough. No. This is horrible. I have to cough. Wait. That's fine. <coughs> Where's the cough button? I need a cough button. I don't think I've coughed the entire time I've had this show ever, and today <coughs> on our triumphant return, I have to cough. Well, I choke I... every show, so you know, like choke, you know, mm-hmm. you don't quite come through, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> You're bad. You are very bad. I guess. Anyway, welcome back, people here at Blog Talk Radio. If you checked out my blog at don'tletitgo.com, you see that I have scheduled another alliterative show for us, actually just an alliterative list of topics for our show, and the title, Immigration, Israel, IRS, Inflation, Impeachment, Idiocy, we have to have a catch-all, Idiocy, and Innovation, so that we don't leave the show depressed at the end. So go to my blog at don'tletitgo.com, and you can see all the program notes. I put the links to all the stories that I plan on having us discuss today. The other thing you can do at my blog is you can subscribe. You know, I've been doing a little bit of listening to people who are kind of social media guru types and how to expand your audience courses and stuff. And the one thing to do is to get everybody to your blog. Why? Because Facebook could start charging exorbitant ad prices tomorrow. Twitter, who knows? I mean, right now it's free, but they also have ads and who knows when it, and also what the half-life of a tweet is really short, particularly when people are starting to follow a lot more people and stuff. The bottom line is, if you want to keep up with what's going on with me and with this show, and there's a lot of exciting things around the corner, I've got the Ayn Rand bot launch, hopefully within a matter of weeks to a month or two. I've got a big project announcement that I'm going to be working on with Bosch Faustin coming out soon. I'm going to do a Kickstarter for my Legalizing Privacy book. All of these things I will announce through the blog at don'tletitgo.com, so definitely go subscribe there. 
we had the Ocon. That was why we were gone last week. And also 4th of July, I just decided I would actually take a week off. And that was a nice little break. Ocon itself was, that was great. A little, a little bit exhausting for me. I had a couple of presentations. And it was hard to get sleep in the hotel sometimes. Yeah. There was a lot of noise in the halls. And, right. Yeah. But it was it's good. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it's Vegas. But no, it, it was it a very was good experience. And I enjoyed meeting some of you at the little meetup that we did there, the lunchtime meetup at Ocon. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Thanks for coming, everyone. And what I'm going to be doing soon, probably within the next week or so, I'll schedule a date where show supporters can do a virtual meetup right. with us, a video chat of some type. And I'm looking into which platform to use and stuff. If you have, If you're a show supporter and you have a vote, as to which platform I should use, what's the most user-friendly platform for you and for us and everybody else, yeah. please go ahead and shoot me an email. And you do have my email if you are a show supporter. If you are not yet a show supporter, it's a great time to become one. If you go to the end of any post where I'm uh, giving you program notes for the show, at the bottom, just before the program notes, is a link where you can become a show supporter and support us financially. Our coffee fund appreciates it, right? So, uh, Bosch, are you excited about LeBron James or what? I am. Yeah? Very. <laughs> I didn't know how excited I was until I heard the news. And I was actually, I was, <laughs> I yelled out a couple of times. You know, we'll we'll have to talk about that a little bit as we start the show here. But pretty quick, we're going to go into our formal show introduction, which I'm going to try to do a little bit smoothly here with my command of iTunes. Let's Let's just see how I do. What do you think? <laughs> I feel rusty. You you were joking that I'm rusty, but I do actually feel a little bit rusty dealing with this equipment. Here we go. This is Amy Peikoff, and you're listening to the July 11th, is that right? Don't Let It Go Unheard. This is the show where we discuss news, politics, and sometimes culture from the perspective of Ayn Rand's philosophy. And Ayn Rand's philosophy, objectivism, is the only philosophy out there that supports and defends the right to the pursuit of your own happiness. Founding Fathers said we have the right to the pursuit of happiness. Ayn Rand defended it. Philosophically, she's the only she one. The case, yeah. She is the only one. By the way, Yvonne so, uh, Brooke gave a kick-ass speech at Ocon as well on inequality. Excellent. It's fired up. Excellent. And I Excellent. really enjoy Greg Salmieri's. All right. And as uh, well. Also, Leonard on um, ideal on on ideal and the differences between plays and 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 uh, movies. novella and movies. Really yeah. interesting stuff that I clearly think about because of graphic novels. Uh, great stuff. And your talk also? You and, thought it was decent. Oh, yeah, it was It was excellent. And, and the visual part of your talk was great. 
For those of you who don't know, if you're listening to us for the first time, I've got cartoonist Bosch Boston here in the studio with me. He uh, pontificates on all things cartoons and a lot of other stuff as well. Today today it's all about basketball, though. You know, I was going, Bosch, to the Wall Street Journal as I was looking at news for today's show. And again, go to my blog at DontLetItGo.com for all of the official topics that we plan to discuss on today's show. But what was displaced? What displaced all the other news stories on the Wall Street Journal's own website? It was LeBron James has decided to go to Cleveland. Now, why is it? Do you think it's because it's a feel-good story? Yeah, 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 it is. He, you know, he was a, a player worth rooting for years ago. I mean, I rooted for him. I thought he was a great player. A little unpolished here, but he's getting better and better. He went to the finals three, four years into his career. He was, he was a kid, 22 years old. He got swept by, by, by the Spurs, and then he decided, let me go, let me take this more or less of an easy way into getting rings by teaming up with other, you know, with those that were considered superstars, and that's why people resented it. So, so he goes to Miami, and you can't really root for them. It's like Superman teaming up with uh, Thor and saying, let's go beat up on Lex Luthor. You know what I mean? It's like it's overkill. It's like it doesn't really work. <laughs> You know, you, I mean, you got superstar with superstar, and all the superstars like, nah, okay. And then you got the Spurs, you know, who were very, very methodical. They picked this player, some obscure players from Europe, and they make a team build it from scratch in the last few years, 15 years in contention still. Uh, so now he's going back, and it's, it's, it'll be a tougher, tougher for him to do it, but it'll be a far more satisfying. You know, I'm reading a book on Michael Jordan right now called The Life. And it just it reminds me of all the great things that, that he went through. It's just it's a real great insight into his past and from when he was a kid and on. And uh, he went to a team that was full of cokeheads. You know, they were literally cokeheads, alcoholics. Wow. And he turned that team into seven years into a world champion. You know, and he won back to back to back to back. You know. And LeBron has an opportunity to take a team that no one thinks much of and turn it into a champion. That is a great Achievement. It would be a great accomplishment. One championship in Cleveland is worth the two that he got in Miami, if not more. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, as a basketball fan, I can't wait to see it. It's kind of funny to say, okay, what happens to Chris Bosh? Because Chris Bosh supposedly wants to play with right, LeBron James. Right. Do you think he's going to go to Cleveland? No, 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 absolutely not. You know what? He had an opportunity. To, to, uh, LeBron was trying to get him to Cleveland in 2010. He goes, I want to play with you, but, uh, you know. So he doesn't really want to play with him. He wants to play with, with him in ideal conditions and all that crap. But anyway, uh, I've been—I have not been rooting for LeBron the last few years. I don't like the way he's—I mean, he—he he had a real bad finals in 2011, choked. I mean, really, did, doesn't have that killer instinct that Jordan did. Right. Jordan was always there to. Do you think he's developed that somewhat in Miami? At times, yeah. Okay. At times, fourth quarter, he took over the game. He was—you know—he he has proven he is technically the best player in the NBA right now, one of the best athletes in the world right now, and for him to do this, it's—it's uh, it's very, very surprising. You know, people were all saying, "Oh, he'll go to Miami. That's you know, it's easier." And and you know, they keep saying he won't go to the West because uh, then he'll have to really work hard. It's like, what is this? We are, we have to get back to competition here. Jordan never bitched about it. You know, he went and he went to the uh, the 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 training facility for the Bulls when he got there, and about they had the shirt with with uh, third graders. You know, mm. they they walked up to the thing. Third girl's just about done. Then they didn't leave. Jordan didn't. He didn't bitch about it. Right. He right. Said, this is what it is. Yeah. And by the time he left, they had a new stadium. They had a statue <laughs> of him. They had the ideals. I mean, that's the thing. He earned everything. And LeBron mentioned that in his letter today, where basically you got to earn it. And with Miami, you know, it's arguable. 
him teaming up with a superstar, a former uh, Finals MVP. I'm sorry, I could talk about this for hours, but I'm surprised at my reaction because I've been so down on him the last few years. Right. And I love it. I love it. You couldn't anticipate that if he was going to make this decision to go to Cleveland that you would have had the reaction that you did? No. Okay. No, absolutely not. Okay. I was excited. I was watching it on Twitter and, you know, they kept refreshing all the things and listening to to the guys. But uh, it's a real – it shows you something about him. He's going in there not knowing what's going to happen. You know, it's absolutely not guaranteed. He hasn't talented the young guys who's never who, who never been to, to the playoffs. Right. So, you know, he can't rely on that. He's going there – Saying, look, I'm doing the best I could do. I could probably lift this team to a, to a champion. Uh, where's Miami? He went there to win a championship that year. You know what I mean, this one, two or three years from now, maybe, maybe. By the way, PSA people, if you get the live stream access for Ocon, which is still available, you can still watch all of the general session lectures through, I think, the 21st of July. Um, go to the Ayn Rand Institute's website. Actually, I think what I always end up doing to get to the website is objectivistconferences.com or something, and it, it kicks you over to the relevant website. But you can still get live stream access, and then you can watch Tara Smith's oh, lecture nice. on sport. Which I still have to watch. Yeah. What, what, what is it that we're cheering? Which and, I look forward to. And she would say, you are a serious fan <laughs> Of the, I, I I would say yeah, not overboard, but serious. Fan. I love yeah. love competition, and that's that was that was what was missing with LeBron going to Miami. He tried to bypass, you know, that kind of lifting his team to go there by you know not by himself, but with a good team. He uh, Jordan would never have joined forces with Magic Johnson or with Larry Bird. They wanted to beat each other. Joel in the chat room over here at Blog Talk Radio says that Ray so. Allen will probably join LeBron ho- in Cleveland. Do you so. think that's true? I mean, okay. Ray Allen basically, his, his mindset is his career is still going on because he wants to play with LeBron for championships. And he can still do it. He's in incredible condition. He's 38 years old, 39 years old. He's in incredible condition. So, you know, good for him. He actually, uh, without him having that, that three-point shot in game six last year, last year's final, 2013, they probably would have lost championship. So he's still relevant. He's still a great player. And also Mike Miller. And the word is right now that uh, Kevin Love is open to signing with the Cavs. Yeah, it says Kevin which Love. Which could be the difference. Kevin Love, this is Joel in the chat room over at Block Talk Radio. He says Kevin Love says he'll commit to Cleveland long term yes, if yes. traded there. Yep. So that's pretty nice. Look, now LeBron can uh, be, be a magnet, whereas before he was still unproven. He didn't have a championship. They say, yeah, you're a great player, but you know now Cleveland might be a little more attractive because you know the MVPs there because the guys four MVPs, two championships. Right. Uh, and uh, I think he's healthy right now. You could tell just in, in the letter. He knows that that the, that the decision and the way he went about it without you know without telling the uh, Cavs. It's funny. He didn't tell the Cavs either uh, today. He just sent it out there. So they no, but they read it like so everyone else. So he did it the same way. In, in a way, but still, it must be so gratifying for them. Right, right. Uh, it's exciting. Wow. It's definitely exciting because now you can get to flat out for me. I can get the roof for LeBron again. So are you going to just dump the Lakers for the Cavs? No, absolutely not. Okay. I love basketball. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to what Phil Jackson does with the Knicks. Right. I can't wait to see what he does with them. Okay. You know, I want Kobe to play a great great season this year. And in the end, I mean, I could root for the Spurs. I mean, they were phenomenal this year. They were, and I've all seen them as a boring team. They were exciting as hell this, this year, at least. It was, you know, just they blew the heat away, destroyed them. And that has a clue to do a lot with, with, with LeBron leaving. 
you know, that's a bad taste in your mouth. Like, wow, even though I, I built a critical super team, we got demolished. So I think uh, he got back to reality and said, okay, what do I really want to be? You know, what do I, what am I really about? Go back. Go back and try to bring Cleveland Championship. That, that would be a great achievement. I mean, if, if he does it, kudos to him, definitely. 60 years, I think, uh, Cleveland has not had a championship. Wow. You know, in any major sport. So wow. So this is something that he can, you know. He can do. Distinguish himself. You know, I was going to ask you, we got to get into our topics official. Can you grab me? There's some notes out there on that counter. Okay. I, I, I know what I'm going to say anyway, because I was writing down some stuff just to make sure. Our first story is to talk about immigration and... I mean, we, we, we talked about it a little bit last time, right? But the, this continues to go on. There is story after story after story about undocumented illegal immigrants being bussed in by the busload. A lot of children yeah. that are separated from their parents, right? Yeah. And I have a question. Is this something that's new or doesn't this happen every year? And maybe it's just more no. of a topic of news no, right now? No, Obama wants to uh, force it. Instead of signing an executive order, he wants this to be to force the issue. So he can be the guy who brought quote-unquote immigration reform into America. So who is doing the busing? Obama's giving uh, money to I people to I mean, do it? Or? Uh, these, uh, you know, um, people are wearing uh, Obama sneakers, you know. I saw uh, that. It looks really like a nice design, actually. It's a good drawing with with the symbols and with his face. I don't know, it, 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 it's like they've it's like they've uh, marketed it. It's like they've branded it. I don't know. I I haven't kept up with the details here, but this is his way. Something that, you know, people. I mean, that my, have to my, solve, my impression is when it comes that, to open objectivism, right. open open objectivism. No, not open. Open uh, immigration. That's uh, David Kelly. That so. was a slip. Yeah, oh my big god. Time. That that's well, actually, David Kelly would probably be on board with that too, with that kind of thinking. I mean, seriously. With a kind of open immigration, don't worry about it. The fact is, there is terrorists who come through. There are people with diseases who come through. There are drug lords who come through. There are, you know, criminals who come through. But not these we gotta kids, be able, obviously. No, not no, these no, kids. no. But what I'm saying is, they're parents. Who knows? But we have to really stop and think here, especially post 9-11. We have to think here. We, we cannot, you know, just allow this country to be overrun. Say, so, well, it doesn't matter who comes in. It does matter who comes in. It does matter. We have to find out. It does matter. It, it does, does matter. matter. Now, I mean, even when you have an ideal open immigration policy, which is what we should have in a proper society, there would be some screening. You would check. Yes. You would check for criminal background. Diseases. You would check for connections to any enemies, or now no we just call them it. terrorists. You know, it used to be you would just talk about they, enemies of your country. Now we usually talk about terrorists because they, those they, are our biggest enemies. They found a prayer rug. At the border, you know? Right, right. That I'm was one story and, as well. And, and, and Muslims um, have said that they want to come through there and they pretend to be Mexican. They pretend to be Hispanic. They learn a few words and they're swarthy. They, they, you know, they say, well, we, we could pass for it, let's say. The, and, other, the other thing you would check for is diseases. And I assume that you would not just accept a whole bunch of children without their parents, children no. who cannot support themselves, right. unless you had people here in the United States who wanted to adopt those children, take them in somehow. Why is it that we're getting a whole bunch of children without their parents? You know? I mean, think about it. Why, though? Because who, you're going to put back children? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Glenn, no, but, no, Glenn but, Beck is on it right yeah, now, oh, right? Well, well, he fell for it. He fell for it. He, he's bringing teddy bears and all that soccer balls. And, you know, you got to have heart. That's fine, Glenn. 
But that's the point that Obama and the other, who knows what this, what this conspiracy is doing. You're going to push back children? You know what I mean? How dare you? And that's why. And that's supposed to be the, the stop sign. Oh, oh, I can't say anything about this. What, what in fact is, this is being orchestrated. It's, it's not by accident. What, it, uh, what do we got here? It's, it's uh, Maybe no one else heard it good. We have a noise in our ear here. It's, it's do you know what messages, it is? Messages are available now on, on my uh, computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're kidding. Messages here. Yeah. You, you know, anyway. notifications, push notifications are the bane of everyone's existence. I mean, I don't know. But, you know, Joel, Joel mentions the fact that it's true. They want to flip Texas. They've been dying to flip Texas because if they get that, then they probably win in perpetuity. And uh, this, this is the big, you know, to them, you think about it, they have no uh, argument, the left, zero. So they have to force the issue and try to flip it, and that's that. I mean, then the Democrat voters will be there in perpetuity, and Texas will be the Electoral College. I don't know how many votes they get from there. So, State Defiance over here in the chat room <laughs> posts, he says, have you guys heard the new Peter Frampton song, Oh Scabies, I Love Your Way? <laughs> True though. I mean, this these is, a, these this are is another through. thing. In a proper immigration policy, no. you would have a provision that says that we're going to check these people for communicable diseases. Yes. They're not going to be allowed and, to. And do- ask them certain questions that you know if they answer or don't answer, you could tell where they're coming from. I mean, you know, you, you could smell it on them. Um, another, another important thing is there would be no welfare benefits. It would be an issue either thing, of private charity we have a, or you know, an, that's I, it. We have an no I control welfare system in America. Mm-hmm. And so why would we assume that, oh, no one's coming for that? As some people say, so, oh, they're not coming for that. How the hell do you know that? Of course some of them are. Maybe a lot of them are. We don't know this. Um, and you know what? Anything to me, the big, big tell, telltale sign would be you're for open immigration. Well, Obama is also. And think about that. And why the hell would he be for that? You have your reasons. You know, why would he be for that? Him and his whole gang, Chuck Schumer and John McCain and the others, they're, they're bad guys. They're statists. You know, there's something that they can get control over with that. Well, I mean, think about this. You, you had sent me this story, and I don't think I put it in the links for the, the blog today, but one of them was the percentage of Central American immigrants, I believe, who would participate in right. welfare programs, right. and it was above 50%. Yes, yes. What you can imagine is that the percentage of immigrants who are going to government schools is even higher. Yeah. And I don't care whether immigrant or not or whatever. I mean, I'm getting to the point now where I see kids walking home from the local government school these days. I'm just watching them walk home, and I'm thinking – these are the people who are going to vote for my destruction yeah. in 15 years or 20 years or yeah. whatever it is when these kids are going to vote. Yeah. It's scary. It is scary. It's, it, and, 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 and it's far more complex than uh, some people argue. Even people on our side, far more complex. It's easy just to say, well, you know, it's, we want yeah, we well, want, I mean, we that, want that, That's we really want, my question. That's really my question. And, and people, if you want to call in, let's talk about it. 760-888-5817. Given... The state of you know the government today, the context that we have, where given we that, have given this, the fact that we're at war, this given you know the, the welfare state magnet, we do not have any proper screening going on in the border because we don't have a proper open immigration policy. We have Obama just getting as much people in here as as possible in order to force the issue. 
with the Republicans in Congress. It's a total mess. And, and they're going to kowtow probably. How, oh, how do you oh, handle this? I mean, I think, I think reasonable people could disagree as to what we should do about this situation. I mean, what I would love if there were unlimited resources, there are not unlimited resources, especially today, is, okay, these parents are lame and they gave up their kids and they sent them here. I would say, okay, we get to control, you know, like people who have, you know, money to spend, send them to good Montessori programs, and let's actually create a number of kids who want to come to America for the right reasons, yes. which just doesn't exist and anymore. And are taught what America is, which the public schools don't do. They, uh, they, they smear it every chance they get. I am a first-generation American. My parents were immigrants. They went through Ellis Island. They went through the whole process. Right. They were healthy. They, they came to America. They went to New York and the Bronx, and they worked their ass off. And uh, even my dad, even though he was Muslim, you know, he had an American flag outside the house. He had an Albanian flag inside the house, but he had an American flag. He was proud of it. He was very mixed, very mixed. He loved John Wayne, you know, hated, right. hated, certain, hated the too much freedom in America. He was confused. Of, he was completely confused. confused. But he yeah. was, he was yeah. made better by coming to America, which a lot of immigrants are. And, uh, and probably saved your life. Oh, man. You know? I mean, I just, to me, it would be a nightmare to think. To, to be, to be, <laughs> Daniel to be over here in the chat room, do you see his comment? He says, has Bosch had processed sugar today? He's more amped than usual. I think the ampedness comes from the fact that less than an hour, maybe a half hour before the show, came the LeBron James well, announcement. A few things. And that was the equivalent of the processed sugar. A few sugar. things happened. Yeah. But I can't get into them. But a yeah. few things happened that today is a really good day. It's true. It's a good it's day. True. And it's I great would, to be back on the show. It is. It's excellent to be back on the show. We've got a call, and I am hoping that this is a certain someone. Hi, who's this? Hi, Amy. It's Debbie. Yep, hey, that's Debbie. the one. Hi. <laughs> Good to How talk are you? to you. Oh, I'm great. Uh, taking a little break from work, and, uh, yeah, it's really nice. Well, we're happy to have you. So did you have some thoughts on what to do about this immigration mess at the border? Yeah, you know, this is a really frustrating situation for me, and it's kind of an issue that I struggle with because, like you said, in an ideal society, in a free society, we would just have open immigration and we would screen for things like criminals and diseases, but other than that, there'd be no restriction, and I totally agree with that. But the way things are right now, you know, the, the culture's hanging by a thread, and... The object seems to be the object of uh, Obama and people like him seems to be to just snuff out the American sense of life, just to kind of flood us with people from another country who don't have any kind of concept of the Enlightenment thinking and, and the American sense of life and who are kind of more accustomed to being pushed around by their government and... Um, just are more likely to accept that sort of thing. And so that's my biggest concern with immigration. Although the issue Bosch brought up, too, about um, people, terrorists coming also, that's definitely another concern. And um, right. and that of the fact that one hears about them having diseases that they bring to you that are communicable, it, uh, it's just a real nightmare. And... Um, it really does seem orchestrated. What to do about it, that's the hard part. Maybe um, 
I, I don't know. I I, I kind of think, yeah, I, I don't know what. I'm not sure what I would do about it. I mean, but, um, you know, may, maybe the approach would be something like what Glenn Beck is doing in terms of helping the kids a little bit, but then helping them also get back to their parents in the other countries. That's what I'm saying, but, yeah, but he's, sanct- he's sanctioning it to some extent, saying, well, that's okay, they're here, and that's that, we can't do anything about it, when the fact is they shouldn't be here. Right. You know, this, and, and, and we are overflowing with this. There was a lady, she was really pissed off, a black lady from, uh, I forgot, I, maybe down Texas. Houston, Houston. She was so pissed off, and her thing might be, it might be like, well, don't take our welfare money, maybe, or she was just, I'm sick of this, she said. She goes, what, I mean, my, um, children around here aren't, aren't getting what the, what the government gives, and, 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 and these, these right. uh, immigrants are. No. Uh, uh, did you read it? Did you see it? Or? I, I, I didn't watch it. I mean, I've heard a lot about it that she just gave a really good rant. But so, so, Debbie, if you were to advise the Republicans, say advise one of the better ones like Ted Cruz, what you know, policy should he advocate right now? What do you think? Well, there was a, there was a, sorry, go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 Debbie, I'm like you. I'm, no, I'm like you. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I mean, we're just going to talk yeah. it through. But. Well, we're going we're gonna to give Debbie the last word. you got about 40 seconds or so. I think I would advocate trying to find some way to get them back to their parents. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it's not, a, there's not a really good answer, but that's, that's what I would do just because of the fact that um, – we just can't have. I don't like it, but you know, I just don't think we can have people coming in like that. And uh, and there's something orchestrated going on. I think also um, that should be stopped. So yeah, I mean, I would say. Thanks, Debbie. We got we got to go for a break right here. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, play our music and see ya on the other side. Okay, Debbie, are you still there? Debbie? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, we yeah, just we had to do it. We had to do our little break thingy, um, but we can still chat so, with you now. Can I can I mention one thing? Sure. Elliot mentions here. He goes, I have no problem with rational checkpoints and restrictions at the border, but what some people on the right are advocating, you know, everything from round them up, you know, send them back and punish business owners for hiring them, that's just nuts. And it, and, it, and it's true about the business owners hiring, right? The job of of immigration is governments. They have refused to do their job. If you're in a restaurant and you want certain workers, you know what I mean? Whoever comes to the job, it's not your job to go, oh, oh, these guys are legal. I can't. No. You get the best workers you could find. You know, the, you may or know, the government did, didn't do their part. They, right. didn't, they, did, they didn't screen. They didn't take care of business. So they let these guys in. It is what it is. I mean, the, the owner there is trying to get as, as many good workers as he possibly can. If they happen to be quote-unquote illegals, so be it. Freedom for using yeah, the I, like what, I was just going to um, say, I like what your own Brooke has to say about it, like, make it real easy for people to come here and really hard for yes. them to become citizens. Yes. You know, um, yes. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yes, and you know what, and the Democrats, the Democrats and Republicans, they want to be, them to be voters, not citizens. They want them to be voters. That's what they're looking for. I mean, you know, the, the biggest yeah. problem, the biggest problem is not immigration, it's the welfare state. And if we yeah. got rid of the welfare state 
And we need, I mean, you know, you were Republicans who are sitting here saying, oh, well, I want to keep all these people out, but I want to keep my welfare state. Right. I, I have no patience. No. I, I was going to start saying expletives or something, <laughs> but I have no patience for Republicans who want to perpetuate the welfare state yeah. and then have an us versus them about immigrants. Huh? It is ridiculous. No, it's ugly. We get rid of the welfare state. We have proper minor screening procedures at the border, and that's it. The problem is solved. We want immigrants. We want Amer- you know, people who basically have the spirit of America coming in here and uh, flourishing. We want that. And, exactly. and the fact is, yeah, and the fact is uh, a lot of people who, who are coming in, they don't want that. They want to cash in. And that's what the Democrat Party wants in a lot of ways. That's what the, the Republicans want. And it's just evil. It's flat out evil. Definitely. It definitely is. Um, any any last words, Debbie, on the topic? Yeah. From, actually, from the perspective of, of Silicon Valley, um, there are a lot of really qualified engineers who are, I know people specifically who are in the position of wanting to hire some specific engineer, like a PhD from a, maybe Stanford or something like that from India, and they can't hire them because there aren't enough visas available. So there's that kind of thing, too. There are people out there who are trying to immigrate who could create a lot of value. And, I mean, not that that's the criteria that's kind of collectivistic ultimately like to say, oh, we need people who can create value for us. I mean, right. it's just an individual rights issue. But there is that angle as well. Right, right. And, and you know, the, the, the better politicians like Ted Cruz have said that we need to increase legal immigration, particularly for high-skilled workers. We're going to go here into a little bump again. If, if you want to stick with us, Debbie, we'll go ahead and talk to you again on the other side here. getting some feedback from you, Debbie. Sorry about that. <laughs> We're getting some oh. Jezebel's feedback. Yay. <laughs> if I want any kind of feedback, it's going to be Jezebel's feedback, yes. you know? I think that's, that's some good stuff. So uh, with Debbie over the break, for those of you who aren't listening on Blog Talk Radio, for you who are listening either on Liberty Express or AMFM, we were still continuing our discussion of immigration over the break. And Debbie was talking about the fact that in Silicon Valley, they're hurting. They want to hire certain qualified immigrants for jobs, and they're being prevented. So here we have this flood of people who can't even work at all or support themselves, just kids being dumped across the border. And in the meantime, you know, and and those kids, maybe you're going to get to stay here and just be a draw on our current welfare state. And in the meantime, Silicon Valley, you've got people who are willing and ready to work and add value to from all over the world, from all over the United world. States, and and they can't get a job. It, yeah. I mean, it, that sounds terrible. So so, what do you guys try to do? I mean, I guess you hire high-priced immigration lawyers. Um, my company, I don't know of us having any high-priced immigration lawyers on on staff. What I'm I'm thinking, what I was referring to is, I mean, I know that we have the same situation, but um, also colleagues I know from other companies that I've done business with, that kind of thing. Um, it's a really pervasive situation, and I know that there are a lot of Silicon Valley people like Zuckerberg and people kind of like that, like high-profile CEOs, 
who are lobbying kind of uh, the, the government to get, like, the number, the quota bumped up so that more people can get hired. The quota of people who are, who are permitted to hire could go up. But that's right. just kind of ridiculous. They're basically begging Washington to give them permission to hire the people right. they need. Right. <laughs> Well, and imagine and, um, the kind of imagine the kind of money they have to line politicians' pockets with in order just to hire people. Oh yeah, exactly, kickbacks and all that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's disgusting. And one of the anti-immigration arguments that I don't have any tolerance for is the "they took our jobs" kind of thing. Uh, and I hear people say this all the time, like, "Oh, they shouldn't bring in higher skilled workers for Silicon Valley." There's plenty of qualified people from right here in America, and that's just not true in some cases. No. Exactly. No, no, I mean, the, the, only, the only legitimate concern, again, do people believe that everybody has a right to the pursuit of happiness, or is it based on whether you happen to be born in the United States? No. Go back to the, our founding documents. It says, all men are created equal. Now, you, I don't believe that men were created by a creator, so no. to speak, but, but everyone who's that. born as a human being should have the same rights, the right to the pursuit of happiness. And for many people, the pursuit of happiness means coming to work for companies here in the United States. Everybody has that same right. If you believe truly, deep down, in the right to the pursuit of happiness, you have no business saying, oh, I don't want them to come here to take my jobs. Your legitimate concern is that they are going to add to and perpetuate an already bloated welfare state that they are all going to be indoctrinated by our government schools and therefore help to perpetuate that welfare, right? Which is that welfare state initiates force against all of us and violates our right to par- pursuit of happiness. So there's that. There's the diseases. There's they the, want to bury the, the American spirit. Right. They, 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 they want a generation that doesn't even know what the American spirit is, what the American way of life is, you know, the American way. They're like, what is that? They, they really, really want to do that because that is not conducive to their power grab. I mean, they're like, well, we can't have Americans who actually believe they have the right to pursue happiness and get whatever they want, you know, yeah. and make as much money as they want. The problem is not immigration. The problem is government schools and the welfare state. And if you eliminated those, you know, and, and, and tell, show me a Republican that actually wants to eliminate government, government schools. Even Ted yeah. Cruz. Ted Cruz posted a picture of himself hanging out with the charter school people. Yeah. That is still government schools. It's lame. It's lame. And uh, you know what? I think he'd be open to reason if, with a good argument, but he, has, he hasn't heard it yet. If he, if, yeah. if, if he listens to uh, C. Bradley Thompson, if he listens to the show, he might start thinking about it because uh, Common Core, you know, he's, I, I guess, somewhat reels against it, but not that, I mean, not as much as we'd like. Right. But, uh, Anything else, Debbie? We've got another caller we're going to go to after you. No, I think that's about all I have to say. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, thank you for just kind of ranting with us about this horrible situation. That I'm happy to do it. <laughs> it's, it's this context. We've, there's no good answers in this context, and that's the, that's the big problem. We've got a lot of work to do. Thanks, Debbie, again, and please call back anytime. We're going to see who we got here on the other line. Hi, who's this? Hi, uh, this is Tom. Hi, Tom. So are you calling about immigration as well? Yes, I am. I have some uh, information that you haven't mentioned. According to uh, some of the news, there are 300,000 people that have come in since April. And the term that the uh, Border Patrol uses is uninspected. They haven't been inspected for criminal background or diseases, which is what 
took place at Ellis Island. And the nurses and doctors that are dealing with them when they come in, so far as I've heard, have been threatened to remain silent. Right, I saw tell, I saw you know, things like that too. Kind of but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tom. I actually have wondered whether some of the stories are hype and sensationalism. If I go to Drudge Report, I just see yeah. story after story after story, and everyone's freaking out about immigration way too much. And and what I wonder is, what's the number of migrants or illegal immigrants or whatever you want to call them, what's the number that are coming in this year versus prior years? And if there are more, I can think of an innocent, not a great explanation, but a perfectly innocent explanation for that, which would be that the economy all over the world is tanking. Get more stars. I mean, our, our economies all over the world are struggling because of the yoke of government on everybody's back right now. Yoke is on your neck. It's not on your back, right? I'm, no, no. If I'm going to use my metaphor, I got to use it correctly. I don't know. What's, what's a yoke? A yoke. Well, well, oxen in the Bronx, we say, "I'm, I'm going to yoke you." You know what I mean? I mean, that's how you say, it. "I'm going to yoke you up." <laughs> in any event, so so economies are struggling. So people think they're going to come to the United States, where they're you know there's kind of a last gasp or something. The stock market did well here last year. They keep touting the fact that the Dow's at seventeen thousand or whatever it is. Some people think it's a bubble. Some people think it's not, blah, blah, blah. We can talk about inflation in a minute. But maybe more people are coming simply because it's getting really bad out there. What do you think? Well, my understanding that uh, when Obama made his ruling that these dreamers who have been here uh, as children before the age of 16, uh, in effect, was the notice to people that they could come and stay. And it's also uh, what I've uh, read is that he sent, uh, uh, provided $235 million to uh, countries like uh, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras, which is where a number of these kids are coming from. And there was an ad supposedly in uh, this business uh, uh, opportunity seeking bids for people to provide transportation for 65,000 children in January. I mean, here, here's, here's the, I think the kind of thing that really should be pushed is if they can find people in our government, whether Obama or Congress people or whoever, a government bureaucracy agents, whatever they are, you know, people in our actual federal government who are orchestrating this, who are encouraging people to come here illegally, and particularly uh, encouraging parents to separate their kids, send their kids off without them. I mean, how horrible. I saw I saw one little meme that was being passed around, and it, it was a good one, and it was one that hit me because I was involved in this whole issue way back when in 2000, and it's Ilian Gonzalez, right? right. At the time, the yep. liberal Democrats yep. were arguing that we had to return Ilian back to Cuba because it was horrible yep. to have a child separated from his parent. And now the same... I, I want to swear again, but the, the same, same liberal, de- <laughs> the same liberal Democrats are saying, say "Oh, you know, we have to keep the kids here, and even if it's a separation from the parents, uh-huh. uh, everything's okay. You know, it's because the children, we'll it's from the Indians. children, it's the children. We have to give them the opportunities that are here." And uh, they, they are, as a euphemism for they're, voters, they're such know. hypocrites. They just want to get across whatever latest piece of legislation that's going to enslave us further. Yes, that's, that's their whole that's goal. That's the agenda. So. This is part of but see, the plan is to bring the parents in. 
Well, yeah. right, right. So it's anchor babies, so to speak, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. But, but you know, what, 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 what about? I mean, and, and a lot of those liberal Democrats also said that it was better for you know the kid uh, mm-hmm. to stay in his native Cuba, and yeah. and you know the, the situation in Cuba was just as bad, if not worse, than some of these Central yep. American countries that they're talking about. So it, they are such hypocrites. I mean, it's it's truly disgusting. So I think you know if you wanted to. You just really to do a good job, what you do is you say, okay, I'm going to research and try to actually get some news on the ground. How you do this, you have to be a really good investigative reporter. Maybe just go to the NSA and infiltrate the NSA and figure out what's going on. But see if our government has a hand in bringing these kids here or whether it's just a true so-called humanitarian crisis. And even if that's revealed, what, what, what will the but, what but will I have a do? question for you that answers sure. your question. Okay. Okay. How did they get through Mexico? Mexico doesn't allow immigrants in. Period. You've got a, a, a whole uh, regimen there that they do not like immigrants. Now, some Amer- Americans can get in, but to try and have all these kids just go through Mexico, Mexico wouldn't allow that unless they knew where they were going to the U.S. Right. And so some people paid some people off. I mean, the authorities, yeah, as but I understand it, police and military. So poor, how, how did they? If the people are so poor, how did they pay anybody off? Right. Where did the where did the money come from? And this is what we, we, we need to see. We need, we need we need to see where the money comes Our from. Our money, tax dollars to their to yeah. those hands. Hey. Who knows? Yeah. One other thing I'd like to point out: apparently, these people that have been coming in before there was publicity have been widely dispersed throughout the U.S. Mm-hmm. So if any of these kids are supposedly with tuberculosis or scabies or chickenpox or hepatitis and, and life's so bad, uh, nurses claim they can see, it, see them crawling down the kids' faces. That's going to spread to the U.S. These, these right. diseases that we've gotten rid of are going to be coming back. And right. they've been gone so long, so doctors, many doctors can't even right. recognize them. And and these these are the legitimate concerns. These are and these are definitely yeah. the stories that we've been seeing all around. Any last word, Tom? Yeah, if uh, the thing to do is to name it before the liberals can name it, and you need to call it the Democrats' plague of s apostrophe. Right. Okay. Thanks for calling in, Tom. And feel free to call in again on other topics in. In the future here, Elliot in the chat room over here at Blog Talk Radio says, you mean the Mexican government is corrupt? That is shocking to me. What? It's, isn't it the greatest country in the world? You know, and, the and, freest? The be- oh, you know, one, one thing that Tom said about at the end about um, making sure that you go ahead and name the problem first no. as, as, you know, being sourced with the Democrats. You have this hot air story that you sent me, Bosch. It was Obama's pathetic border crisis right. blame shifting. That was a noun pileup if I ever <laughs> heard one, but... Um, it's border crisis, blame, shifting. <laughs> shifting is, could also be a noun. Anyway. Well, he's shifty. He's <laughs> shifty. But what oh, you know, Obama's trying to do, as usual, is blame Republicans. And he wants the Republicans to take the blame for this so that they feel guilty, and therefore they will give him his $3.7 billion well, slush fund. And again, dollars. make no mistake about it, and I, I actually heard on Tammy Bruce's show, I believe yesterday, she uh, was reading an article in which they gave a breakdown of where this $3.7 billion is going to go, you know, this many billion to this and this many million to this, and Department of Justice is even going to get some of it. Our Department of Injustice doesn't deserve any more money right now. Anyway, he just wants an excuse for a slush fund. Yeah. 
He wants an excuse for a slush fund. And he wants the Republicans to feel guilty, uh, panicked. Oh, it's for the children. How can you turn mm-hmm. away the children? I and think, I think that, was, that was the big thing right there. They said, get kids, okay? That way, who's going to argue against that, man? I mean, really. Republicans, please. You know, what would you just do, Republicans? Right, right. And apparently Obama has totally evaded the whole border thing. He goes yes. to Texas. Do you believe, I mean, Bosh, we've talked about this before, but do you believe he is deliberately yes. doing He's stuff saying, to F you, vex Americans. us? Yes. To vex us? You know what? He has contempt for us, but he knows that some of us know what's going on, so he's doing that to us. He's saying, you suckers. Look what I'm doing. I'm getting away with it because most of these idiots allow me to get away with it. Joel in the chat room here says, honestly, why should Obama stop the blame Republican strategy when there are no negative consequences yeah. to continuing it? Yeah. I, I mean, he's I, talking I agree, to his Joel. crowd in, yeah. in speeches, the, the media, they support him no matter what it does. Republicans are always on the defensive because they haven't yet gained the moral certitude. No. Ted Cruz is the best of them. Yes, and, and why? But I mean, because he has some moral fiber yes, and, and backbone, and I think he got it probably from the Rand influence. I'm biased that way. But he's, he's just got that. I mean, you know, you know uh, John Boehner's morality limits to uh, um, against abortion and against gay marriage. Anything else goes, but those two things I'm against. You know? that's, what, that's, his, <laughs> that's his stand. And that's why he's probably speaking of the because Well, he can't argue against that. I mean, you know, he's with those, and he was in line. In 20 years, he's been waiting for this. I mean, clearly, there's a crisis. Clearly, something's got to be done to protect the legitimate interests of the United States. But we want to know who caused this crisis. Did Obama and his cronies have anything to do with the creation oh, of yeah. this crisis? I'd say, I'd say and, I'm probably it's been in works for a number of years. You know, because they they try to pass they try to pass the last few years. Say, well, look, that's a backup plan. So unleash it now. Who knows? I wouldn't be shocked. And why isn't Obama? going down there to actually face up to some of this as well. And what you know, what's going to happen with this so-called slush fund? I mean, $3.7 billion, how much of it is going to get lost like the other money? That how much will go in the pockets of his cronies? And... Let me see if I had anything else to say on this topic of immigration. I mean, everybody knows my, my spiel that I think we do need to have ideally an open immigration policy, that today everything is screwed because immigration, the way it is being pushed by the Democrats and the liberals is just going to expand and perpetuate the welfare state either directly by continuing to feed on it and therefore give it a reason for being a continued reason. The government doesn't want the, the, let's say, Indian Steve Jobs come here and flourish. They want that voter, those thousands of voters that they they can give a rat's ass what they do, what they, as long as they vote for them, period. Yeah, and indirectly government schools. So if you get rid of welfare programs and government schools, and you actually screen for criminal background connections to enemies slash terrorists and diseases, let them all in. You know, this idea, someone stole my job, it's just a, a crappy, crappy argument. And, and, you know, again, I just have this image, and I, I've seen, I mean, this is what happens to me. I see these kids, these innocent kids, walking home from the local government school, and I am scared, and my heart is breaking both at the no. same time. Right. Because... Their brains are being pummeled and destroyed, and at the same time, our government schools are turning them into enemies of my freedom, your freedom, our kids' freedom. And all these, you know, this particular class of immigrants coming in, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to become that next generation, and it's just really sad. (sighs) 
So that's immigration. Should we talk about Israel? Yeah. We got only the one topic so far. Yeah. We need to go on. Yeah. Waldo in the chat room says, "Hey, we're we're done with this. We gotta we gotta go on to the next topic." And I agree. I think it's time to talk about Israel. Israel is under attack again, and you know if you go to Wall Street Journal, death toll. Only the death toll in Gaza is the one being tracked and noted in the headlines over at the Wall Street Journal. I just give you a little sampling here. Gaza death toll rises sharply as Israel escalates attacks. Of course, why is Israel escalating the attacks? Because they continue to have missile penetration into Israel from Hamas. For over a decade. Which is hiding out in the Gaza For over a decade. This is what they do. There was a cartoon. I forgot who drew it, but there were three panels, right? Hamas bombs Israel. Hamas bombs Israel. Hamas bombs Israel. Israel retaliates. Look, Israel, you know what I mean? Right. Israel bombed. You know, I wrote, I wrote something the other day, and uh, just just a quick thing. Go on. I just find it. No, no, it's fine. And, you know, the other headline that I have from the Wall Street Journal, and, and thanks to Tammy Bruce for tweeting this out earlier today, Israel returns fire after a missile strike from mm. Lebanon. So they're not just being targeted from uh, within Gaza, it's also from Lebanon as well. Yeah. And, you know, talk about a country that is surrounded by enemies on all sides, enemies who want Israel to just not yeah. exist anymore. They want the death of Jews, not just in Israel, Jews all over the world. They blame Israel for what they do, and before Israel, they love Jews, right? The Muslim world loved right. Jews, before, but it, it was Israel that made them hate Jews. I wrote something, uh, just, just quick. I, mm-hmm. I said, um, those concerned for, quote-unquote, Palestinian civilians who were accidentally killed by Israel, quote-unquote, Palestinians target Israeli civilians. They target them. They target them. Israel sometimes, by accident, kills more than they would like. They, they focus on the scum. But the fact is, when you got uh, Hamas and the other rats, right, when they have uh, their terrorist groups, they make sure they're in civilian Territories, right? That's it, and that's why, in a lot of ways, a lot of them are guilty civilians. They're all in on it. Seventy, eighty percent of them support suicide bombers, you know. And that's again, I, I mentioned shows ago where we got to get this comfortable with this idea that of the guilty civilian is very, and not all of them. Well, but a and, whole and, well, lot of them. and not and not just that. And I, I think I may have put the the link at my blog, but if I haven't, and you know, Jerome Brook has talked about this many times in the past, and that is this. If Hamas is using innocent civilians as human shields, yeah. assuming that there are some innocent civilians, and, and there are. Yeah, no doubt about it, there are. It but especially the, the young who the, don't know what the, the hell's The going deaths on. of those civilians who are being used as human shields is on the head of Hamas. It's on Hamas's head yeah. if they are killed. Hamas is the aggressor here. Hamas is the one that teaches that Jews must be killed and that you can't have a peaceful coexistence. I, I mean, Israel has a right to exist. Israel is the country in that region that has at least basic respect for human rights. Obviously, no country is perfect on the that, account. If there is an the America country. in the Middle East, it's Israel. I mean, that's our brothers and sisters, in that sense. They are a civilized people. It's a civilized country well, in a hellhole. And, and the other thing that I remember from my experience teaching at the Air Force Academy was that and we got different presentations and briefings on just war theory and who was following just war theory and who wasn't. Israel avoids hitting civilians 
I mean, just meticulously. They, 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 and, and technology makes it so that you can do more precision targeting and have less but again, when you, have a ten, when you have a ten-year-old strapped up with a suicide vest, right. there's no time to say, "Well, you know, that's set." No, he's he's a weapon at that point. He's a killer. You got you got to take him out or be taken out. Joel in the chat room says that after Israel was founded, leftist intellectuals supported them because they were victims of the Holocaust. Right. After they started winning wars and building yeah. a thriving, prosperous society, they have become pariahs. This is altruism. Good That's point. right. Hatred of the good for being the good, and that right. is part of what's going on here. Yeah. You, know, you know, this idea also when they say, uh, well, they like the underdog and stuff. And if the underdog are monsters, you like that? Yeah. I mean, you support monsters. You support people who teach their, their children to not just hate Jews, but to kill, to kill Jews? Waldo reviews in the chat room over here at Blog Talk Radio points out that Israel even drops flyers in Gaza right. to let civilians know not to be too close to the Hamas military right. installation. No, but, but right. they, no, but they, they bring civilians with them. They, they, uh, they bomb Israel from civilian territories. And when, right. when Israel bombs back at that particular point, yeah, they end up killing, quote-unquote, innocent, innocent civilians. Let's go ahead and take this call. Hi, who's this? Hi, Amy. It's Elliot. How are you? Hi, Elliot. Thanks for calling in. Nice, hey, clear connection yeah. you have there. That Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Did I blow out your eardrums? I apologize. No, oh, no, not at all. No, I'm I just think it's clear. perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'm, oh, I'm excited to talk to you. Gosh. No, um, I wanted to kind of bring talk about what's been going on in the in the college campuses with this with these divestment campaigns. Um, from from universities that contribute or send money to Israel, um, and even I'm starting to kind of pick up these anti-Semitic elements in certain like libertarian um, websites and other sorry, places. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. Object, not a Elliot, one second. sorry, I had to block someone the old day. Some guy who was talking some really just horrible crap about, I think, about I, Israel. I, I think Raimondo, R-A-I-M-O, Raimondo, Raimondo something. or something. Just nasty. A libertarian who was really anti-Semitic in his remarks on Twitter. The and he was day. supportive of uh, quote-unquote Palestinians, the savages in this in this battle between the civilized people and savages. And I think you're right. It's 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 starting to be a little more blatant now. That's all. I'm so sorry. Go what, on. What, what have you seen, Elliot? <laughs> Uh, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and in certain organizations that have been, you know, when when they tweet, they're tweeting about um, what Israel has allegedly done to um, Lebanon or has done to Gaza or done to these other. They they don't they never tweet about the Israeli. I mean, it's like they, they're trying to create uh, create a moral equivalence between the two, and that's something that really bothers me because you well, can't our really. They're not our morally equal. Did our president do that? Yes, yes our, our president tried to create a moral equivalence. Our president said basically, uh, you both have to be very careful about civilians. Both have to be careful about civilians. You got the other side targeting civilians specifically, mm-hmm. and then the civilized side saying, "Well, we can. We don't have to get them all. I mean, we can. We can get a few of these scum and leave some. You know, I don't know. I just uh, it's it, it is shocking." Definitely it's just absolutely insane. It really is. I've even got. I've even been uh, gotten fights with people on Twitter because people accuse Ayn Rand of racism, and we all know what yep. Ayn Rand thought of racism. Yep. Uh, and I guess it's because of some comments she made on Donahue's show, Phil Donahue's right. well, show about about the Middle East, and she wasn't well, she, wrong, and it was no, not racist. No, no, she called the enemies of Israel savages, correctly so, and she got you know smeared uh, for that, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. But she says, you know. If there's a civilized man and a savage man, you side with the civilized man. Yep. 
On that, we're going to go ahead and just go into our little break here. Elliot, please hang on. We'd like to still talk to you, okay? Sure thing. Okay, officially we're in our little break, but I think I want to continue my discussion here with Elliot. Elliot, are you still there on the mm-hmm. line? I'm, okay, excellent. I'm still here. I, I, can, I can hear you. So, um, I mean, what what do we do with this? I mean, the situation with Israel, I don't know if it's quite as mixed and inextricably tied up with current context as is the welfare state and immigration, but... Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, could could a president today, if Obama just got total amnesia and became rational tomorrow, hmm. could he do something right about Israel, or is there so much water under the bridge? Well, he was so to speak? he was raised to hate Jews. Well, we know that. Okay, but I'm saying, but I'm, but I'm saying, I know, no, 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 no. But he never questioned is what I'm saying. He lives with it today. He never questioned his his upbringing, communists and Jews, and and communists and Muslims. Excuse me. He never questioned it. And this is just, it's, this is part of him. He does everything he can to not explicitly say, I hate Israel, but everything he does says, hey, have at it, Muslims. Take them out. Well, right. I think it's an extension of the, it's the people who blame us, like who blame America, and also it, they tend to be the same people that will blame Israel for the problems over there. I think it's, it's this desire, this wicked desire to just kind of attack the people that are in, that have a moral backbone who wants to do the right thing, who stands for the right thing as imperfectly as they do, and then this is, they, they just want to attack it in whatever way they can. Right. Also, You know, Rob, Rob, Rob here in the chat room, he says he's seen far too much anti-Semitism among libertarians and tea partiers, and some of them obviously use pacifism as a cover tea for Tea partiers it. I haven't seen them. Libertarians I've seen it explicitly. Maybe, maybe some who maybe. identify themselves as Tea Party but are more because some libertarians do that and they they get in. Yeah, I don't know, but you're right. Um, but but you know the thing is is that I mean this is just inexcusable because especially if you are so called Tea Partier, our founding generation they were not pacifists. They mm-hmm. were willing to put their lives on the line yep. for their rights. And if you're going to say, okay, I mean, and this is the thing, you know, we don't have to go and do Israel's job for it, for them, right? But why don't we give them some moral support? Give them moral support at least. What you have to do. Get out of their way. Let them do what they have to do. Support their right to exist and to defend themselves. And and if you're Mm -hmm. if you want to get in the way of that, to hell with you. Tell the entire world to hell with you. They they have to defend themselves. I mean, I mean, think about it. Imagine the quote unquote Palestinians anyone, had power. Anyone who's anti-Israel should just call on this show right now because I'm like, I've been on the verge of saying expletives. I want to yeah, know why. Another, another thing to consider. Is, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead, another, Elliot. I'm just, no. They always have to, uh, anti-Semites always have to rationalize. They always have to figure a way out to, you know, instead of saying, I hate Jews, because they can't say that explicitly, even though some do. But I'm curious also about um, the United Nations because there are a lot of people in position of power in the United Nations that are deciding way too many things um, for other countries that they really should not be. And a lot of those people are anti-Israel. They are anti-Semitic. 
in a very yeah. literal sense, not just in that, not just in that libertarian college student, you know, Israel is bad kind of way, but I mean in a legitimate they hate Jews way. And yeah. that, that that I think we just we outsource too many of our decisions. I think to them. Well, the UN shouldn't exist to begin with. You know, as I say, it's it's where good and evil go to pretend there is no such thing as good and evil. You know, that's, that's right. what it is. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, so you know, one thing I want to point out, Elliot, before we leave this topic is the you know you were saying on Twitter you were seeing people misrepresent the nature of damage in Gaza or damage to the Hamas. Did you see this story? The BBC has warned that the so-called Gaza photos that have been going around Twitter with some stupid hashtag yeah. thing, that they aren't really from Gaza after all. And we've heard about this in the past, that the so-called Palestinians recycle old photos of casualties, yeah. Yeah. particularly casualties of children, yeah. and they just put yeah. those photos out there to try to play the sympathy card. Dead kids are useful to them. Useful. You know? They get the point across. Propaganda. Let's let's not mm-hmm. be depressed. Let's let's. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think that Netanyahu is actually acting on his words, but it's always, you know, uh, not always, but it is frequently inspiring to hear what Netanyahu says. It doesn't always follow up with action, but he mm-hmm. says, uh, from the perspective of terrorist organizations, all of Israel is part of one front, and all Israeli citizens are targets. Uh, he's, he was speaking in Hebrew. This is a translation. He says, therefore, we must stand together as one, united and sure of the justice of our cause. Right? He knows the yeah. importance of being sure of your cause. He says, we are acting with determination and assertively to return the quiet, and we will continue to do so until the quiet is restored so that our citizens and children can live in security. Then he goes on to warn that because Hamas is hiding behind civilians, it might take some time which means that he's fallen into the uh, yes. into the trap that the fact that they hide behind civilians is a moral obligation mm-hmm. Israel, on Israel, right, right. right? But the fact is they have the power to wipe out uh, Hamas forever. Gentlemen, we got to go into mm-hmm. another little musical foray, so go ahead and hang on and we'll talk on the other side. You got it. Okay, if I'm right, this is the second hour of Don't Let It Go Unheard. You're listening to Amy Peacock. I've got cartoonist Bosch Faustin here in the studio with me, and we have been talking with Elliot about the situation in Israel. Elliot, any last words from you to sum up on this topic? Um, I just think we, if you've ever heard um, Jonathan Honig talk about it on, on Cashin' In on Saturdays, um, you know, he made, he made a point a couple of weeks ago about what we need to do to send a strong message to um, terrorists and the people who want to kill us. And um, he got a lot of flack and a lot of, um, a lot of nasty stuff for it, but um, he was absolutely 100% correct in his recommendation you know, about um, shooting everybody at Guantanamo Bay and announcing to the world that this is how we're going to deal with Islamists from now on. And I think that in a very real way, that's what we need to do. That would send a message. That would certainly send a message, and it would be a way that there'd be basically no casualties on our side. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in favor. And, you know, when, when Netanyahu, in that quotation that I was reading to you over the break, Elliot, when he talks about returning yeah. the quiet, this is the thing. Who is it that is disturbing the quiet, as 
Netanyahu calls it time and time and time again. It is Hamas and the other Islamic terrorists. And if you can have a way that you can return the quiet with minimal casualties on our side, yeah, it'd be nice mm-hmm. to save you know innocent civilians on the other side too, but the prime number one concern is minimal casualties on our side. And the only, I, I think that would be a great way to do it. That I mean, would it, that would send a message really quick. I don't want to send these guys back. What they should not exist? Back. What the hell? Why are they? Why for years they're getting fat and get you know they're 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 giving Korans. If it, if it's really true that the guys who are still there are the worst of the worst, then well, they yeah, are. That, then they're, just do it. No, but no, but the whole, the, whole, the whole thing from the left is that they're innocent and they're in there for some reason. No, no, no. They're scum of the earth. They were on the battlefield. They were killing Americans. That's it. Put them out on on, they're, on the ground. They're enjoying the Caribbean sun. Yeah, sure are. Hosting under the Caribbean sun. But about about Israel. Israelis want to live. The quote unquote Palestinians want to kill. This is what they're mm-hmm. taught to do, and that's it. They're 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 forming. You know, it's like this. You want to be happy or you want to kill Jews? They're like, uh, is there a difference? Right. That's that's what they think. That's their form of happiness. What do they do when when Jews are killed? They celebrate. We see pictures, even with the three mm-hmm. uh, uh, Israelis taking hostage. Remember that? Ch- children putting the three mm-hmm. fingers up, celebrating. This is a sick, twisted culture. And it's got to be defeated. Mm-hmm. It has to be defeated. And, I mean, Hamas has to be wiped out. You know, Fatah, all the other rest. You had brought up Jonathan Honig, Elliot. And I don't know if you had a chance to check out, I believe, on Jonathan's Twitter feed the other day. He did firsthand photograph coverage oh, yeah. of a pro quote unquote Palestinian yep. rally Hundreds that was in Chicago yep. and they're t- you know Israel's got to be stopped and how horrible Israel is it you know, how, how dare Israel defend yeah. itself and assert its right to exist albeit somewhat weakly right because they say oh gosh you know because Hamas is hiding behind civilians therefore it's going to take us longer and cost more casualties on our side to defend ourselves they're actually talking about doing a ground invasion of Gaza, Israel is. Why? Probably because they believe it's their moral duty to save these civilians in there. And that's the sad thing. That's going to be Israel's undoing. I'd, I'd love to have your own book on the show and yeah. say it in stronger terms, because he as an Israeli, I think, would have a lot more, right. uh, you know, vested. Obviously, he's not currently no, but, Israeli. He's an American. No, but they but they know where Hamas is. Yeah. Send as many bombs as you want there. You will kill them all, and some quote-unquote bombs will be killed. It's okay. Hamas is done. And then they will look at that and say, "Uh uh-oh, we have to stop this. We have to live now. Haven't enough Israelis been killed? I mean, that's, you know. No, but but it'll never be enough. The world, you got got a thousand Israelis or one dies. It doesn't make the news. You got two Palestinians, quote-unquote, killed by some uh, renegade, you know, Israelis. Then that's, that's the news of the world. Even if they were to succeed and kill everybody on the planet, they would just turn against each other and kill yes. each other. Absolutely right. You know, that's I mean, not, the ultimate truth. Yes, it's like the Sunnis and Shia. I mean, they are, uh, you know, they hate each other. And when, when it comes to us, they're brothers. Right. And when they wipe us out, you're right. They will try to wipe each other out, and then the Sunnis will try to kill the Sunnis and so on. Another article that I recommend to people, we're not going to have time to discuss it because we need to go on to another topic, is the myth of ethnic inequality in Israel. One of the arguments that the anti-Israel faction uses is that somehow in Israel there's a caste system of some kind or whatever. If you want to read the opposite argument for that, go check out the article. The links to all the articles we're talking about today are at my blog, don'tletitgo.com. So, Elliot, thank you for calling in. And, nice uh, and thanks for mentioning Honig because Nothing. it reminded me, reminded me of that photo 
yeah. photojournalism that he did the other day out on Twitter. So Twitch, you picked it up also. Thank they, you. They, 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 they Thanks very much. Thanks, Elliot. Yeah, okay. I, I will. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Bye. Okay, we'll talk Bye. to you soon. Take care. Okay, we got to move on. My gosh, we are so behind in terms of number of topics. I, I, I have this advertising that I did for today's show, right? And it says that we've about, got uh, immigration, Israel. we got to go on to the IRS. How about Obama's approval rating? 70%. Obama has an approval rating of 70%. 72%. 72% among Muslims. Muslims. That's in my idiocy category. Sorry. That's in my idiocy category. Right. And and I, why why I is it idiotic? I, I would say it's idiotic for any news outlet to, to <laughs> brag about that. It's like this. That's bad news for Obama. That's not good news. No. You know, they're saying amongst all this bad news, look at this good news. That's actually worse news. Again, World War Two. Hey, FDR, seventy percent of Germans love FDR. It's right. Like, uh that's bad news actually. Definitely. Oh my gosh. So wait, let's do let's do IRS. Let's do IRS. We're we're not at idiocy yet. We're gonna talk a little bit about the IRS. And it seems that there is a smoking gun mm-hmm. after all. I've got a couple articles on it. You can check them out at my blog at don'tletitgo.com. One of them is from the IJ Review Busted, it says. Emails recovered on IRS official who pled the fifth and quote lost the hard drive prove that she is hiding information. Lois Lerner just got smoked on the floor of Congress by Congressman Jim Jordan in front language. of the smug IRS head, John Costner. I'm sorry. I, I like that writing. I'm, I'm liking this writing, too. It's because the, the fact that the IRS is this huge bureaucracy that is stealing our money, and now it's been shown that they have been stealing yep. our money with political bias, yep. we relish in the idea of them being found out, discovered, and humiliated, oh, no and that's why we love this language. Excellent. Smoked on the floor of Congress. I love it. Because emails recovered on the IR. Again, this is the IJ review that. It's like we're talking about gangsters, this. which is what we are talking about. We are. We are. I mean, you know what I think about lifetime IRS oh, yeah. employees. In order to stay at the IRS for decades and yeah. become promoted into a position like what Lois Lerner had, you would have to believe in the mission of stealing money from Americans, and that would make you a very bad person. No doubt about it. Emails recovered on the IRS official who pled the fifth before she gave up her right to remain silent and then lost her hard drive shows that she was wanting to make sure that the IRS's internal messaging system was set up to make sure her info was not traceable, trackable, or storable. The phrasing could not be more perfect. Lois Lerner sent the following to Maria Hook, the Director of Business Systems Planning for Tax-Exempt Government Entities. Say that ten times fast. I'm sorry, did the Republicans have a press conference and drag her into, into court? Uh, into Congress? Did I guess they, they drag, dragged her into Congress. That's awesome. Did they? Oh, I don't know if they dragged her in yet. Didn't they, didn't they say they've got a subpoena or a no, warrant the, for no, her that's arrest? What, what have they done? Uh, well, I what have they see. done? I want to see. Uh, copy Nanette Downing, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here it is. It says, I had a question today about OCS. I was cautioning folks about email and how we have had several occasions where Congress has asked for emails and there has been an electronic search for responsive emails. So we need to be cautious about what we say in emails. Someone asked if OCS conversations were also searchable. I don't know, but told them I would get back to them. Do you know? And then Hook comes back with this. OCS messages are not set to automatically save as the standard. However, the functionality exists within the software. That being said, the parties involved in an OCS conversation could copy and save the contents of the conversation to an email or a file. 
To date, OCS conversations are not specifically identified as part of uh, as part of the electronic data request for information. However, if one of the parties saved the conversation as an email or file, then they would become part of the electronic search. My general recommendation is to treat the conversation as if it is could be you know being saved somewhere, um, as it is possible for either party of the conversation to retain the information. And blah blah blah. And Lois Lerner's insidious one-word response, according to the IG review, is. Perfect. Yes, this is what they have to do. They have to treat it this way. They, they've got to find uh, more, and they got to find information that's connecting this to the White House directly. I mean, this is my, my big hope. If you want to talk about any of the topics that we are discussing today, I'm glad we've had three calls so far. It's very nice to hear from people. 760-888-5817. Again, that's 760 760- 888-5817. But again, they have a smoking gun at the IRS. We have Lois Lerner expressing concern that some of her communications could have gotten her in trouble with Congress. That's what you saw right there. Daryl Issa has uh, some words to say about it. Over at Politico, it says, Lois Lerner's smoking gun email. And so I'd like to see what is actually going to be done about it. He called it a smoking gun. He says this is a smoking gun. This is Lois Lerner clearly cautioning people not to say things on email and be delighted to find out that the local instant chat that they have wasn't tracking what they said. On Wednesday it says new emails released by the House Oversight Republicans show that Lerner is warning her colleagues, etc. Um, and the important thing, he said, is, to, is that she was trying to make sure that on April 9th of 2013, in fact, her people were not being tracked. Mm. And she was still using words like caution, et cetera, at that point. I mean, what does it sound like, seriously? Tony Sperno with uh, Johnny, uh, what was his name? What was his name? The uh, New York boss, Johnny Sachs. You right. know what I mean? Be careful. <laughs> They're listening in. You know what I mean? This, I mean, just, these guys are gangsters. They are. They're definitely gangsters. And I want to see some actual action happening. What do you know? about any actual action. You're saying no. that you haven't heard anything. No. So he just goes on Fox News. He says, hey, we got a smoking gun. We're not going to do anything about it. It's, uh, is, uh, you know what I mean? I was going to say something, but mm. I won't. He sucks. I remember the first time I really, um, I came, came in, uh, what, I mean, my, uh, what's the name? It, it, it's, uh, what's his first name? Daryl. Daryl. Uh, he was on uh, Politically Incorrect years ago with uh, Bill, um, Bill Maher. Bill Maher's old show and Ayan Hersale. He was there. She was trying to prop up uh, Islam in some way, and she said, uh, basically, no. Mm. It's, it's bad. Please. Enough. It, w- it was awesome. So this, this is what he is. He's an apologist for Islam. He's an apologist for, for, for big government. And the smoking thing, he, he called it the smoking gun. So what do he do? He put on a smoking jacket and just went and uh, had, a, had a cigar and uh, had some wine. No, but he's supposed to drag her ass into Congress. Right, and, and Freedom Breeze over here in the chat room at Blog Talk Radio is reminding me of something that I did see the other day, so thanks so much for the reminder here. Steve Stockman has filed a resolution asking the House Sergeant-at-Arms to arrest Excellent. Lois Lerner. Excellent. Obstruction of justice That's the right proper, there. Yeah, I mean, do the perp walk, man. Show it. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Uh, we've got some Obamacare news being dropped in the chat room over here at Blog Talk Radio. I suggest, if you can, listen live and check out the chat room over here at Blog Talk Radio. It's quite active. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, check this out. 
Uh, Rob Aviary says he wasn't finished with his post. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see what he's got there in a second. But, yeah, I would like to see some actual action. Why not arrest? Arrest her ass. Why not arrest? I don't know. Anyway, that is... She belongs behind bars. Her and her whole gang. That's the gist of the IRS story. Yes, the thieves are stealing from us in a politically slanted, motivated way. If you are a conservative or Tea Party or or somebody else who actually has any sort of uh, sense of the right to keep your own money, the IRS wants to get you, and they'll do what they can. I mean, they they were bad enough before this. (laughs) Now everyone knows. Increased auditing percentage less likely to have your 501c3 approved. And they're the jackboots for Obamacare. They're the ones who are supposed to enforce Obamacare laws. Now let's talk about the next type of theft that our government commits against us, and that is inflation. I like that, the next type. It's endless. You know, I mean, this is the way. They can get us with the taxes directly, and then if Obama, his pen and his phone just isn't cutting it in terms of raising taxes on all of us, then there's just other things that are going to be done, namely via the Fed and anybody else who's controlling our monetary policy, so, inflation. So, someone wrote the old day in somewhat of a mainstream uh, paper where he's basically, Obama has no more pretense now. You know, He's laying it all out there. He's indulging like he hasn't before. You know, with those with those photo ops, the pictures in the pool hall and this and that, doing what he's doing. I mean, committing all these crimes, flat out crimes. Um, this is who he is. This is who he, this is who he always wanted to be because he has no election next. So he's like, you know what? What the, I mean, and think about his opponents. What he thinks of them in order to, for him to to be doing this. Right. Complete contempt. No, and and he's he's not up for re-election, so he has no and accountability. The, no. Any, and you know, but, and Bader comes out there and says, "Oh, impeachment? No." Why? I mean, why even say no? Just don't say anything. Don't say a word about well, it. Well, he was asked. He doesn't was matter. Asked, he doesn't so. have to say. He said, well, that's, you know, that's whatever. Next question. That's fine. But I think all he but said But he goes is, out there and says, no, 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 that's not. You know. All he said is I disagree. But that, that was really the next topic was to say, okay, here's Boehner ruling out impeachment, saying no. And I would ruling say out. there there is plenty on which you could impeach Absolutely. this president. And, you know, some people say, oh, you know, politically this, blah, 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 about strategy, yes. blah, 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 blah. Get him out. Um. And there, stop the bleeding. You know, again, and it, it goes back to this whole thing of, you know, do you want to see a Ted Cruz stand up in a morally righteous way for something, even though, quote, politically it's not going to work at yeah. this time and the blah, blah, blah. There is a need to keep the, the spirit and the hope alive in people like us who want to make our country better to actually see some of these guys do the right thing, and also one thing for the purpose that it is the right thing, even if it's not politically ex- so-called expedient at the moment. But, and you'd be surprised what is politically expedient yes, but, when but, you take that moral leadership. But what the job know? of our government is to keep this guy in check if he's out of control. Yeah. They're not doing their job. Right. It's, it's not even about all those other things. It's about the fact that they're not doing their job. He should have been kicked out by now. The government should, should have got together, Democrats and Republicans, of course, the Democrats are Democrats. I mean, whatever. But what I'm saying is they make the case. If you can't do it, make the case, make the argument. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, go back to inflation, which is our latest depressing. You know, this is this was the I. I had all these I topics. My alliteration for the day was I. And what would I have as the overarching umbrella word to describe it all? Also begins with I. Hmm. Iniquity. And I remember learning the definition of the term iniquity 
probably in high school, many years ago, as mass wickedness. Mm-hmm. And that sounded just a little bit too much for what I Mike meant. Mike Tyson used, used that term for uh, in prison. The iniquities prison. <laughs> he did. The iniquities in prison. <laughs> well, what I found when I just did a quick little Google definition search, lazy bum that I was, was this. It was immoral or grossly unfair behavior. And you who go through all of these topics, there has been immoral or grossly unfair behavior leading up to the current immigration crisis at the border, leading to also it, it involved in the way that Obama is dealing or not dealing with that crisis. There is immoral or grossly unfair behavior with respect to Israel in terms of the media coverage, in terms of the growing anti-Semitism among people who purport to be my political allies on on some issues. Um, There's immoral or grossly unfair behavior in the IRS, and there is certainly immoral or grossly unfair behavior with respect to this issue of inflation. Our money is worth less and less and less each year. And it's interesting because if you speak to some people at the Fed at least, they say, well, you know, there's much more risk of not having 2% inflation over the next several years than there is of inflation going over 2%. And, of course, they have phony measures of inflation anyway. We've, We've spoken before with Alan Butler, who is the host of Butler on Business and analyzes, he analyzes a lot of this stuff in great detail, but there's phony numbers. And so one thing I wanted to point out, and these were some stats that were going around the news a lot in the last week, is prices on certain key items that are a major part of many struggling American budgets. Those key items, the prices have gone up huge, huge. It says, more than half, this is an ABC article that I found, abcnews.go.com. The poll is high gas and food prices, a serious hardship. More than half Americans say that record high gasoline prices are causing them a financial hardship. More than three in 10 say it is a serious hardship, up significantly in the last few years, etc. Uh, ABC News Washington Post poll 54% say that recent price increases in gasoline have caused financial hardship in their households. About as many Uh, that said so two years ago. The difficulty is now deeper. 31% say they are experiencing serious hardship, up from 20% in spring 2002 and 17% in 2001. And meantime, right, here's the Fed back there. Oh, you know, we're not anywhere near 2% inflation. It's just 1.5% overall with our phony index that's mashed together of a whole bunch of things that nobody hardly buys along with, you know, beef and milk and gas and all of the real big essentials that have gone up a drastic amount. <sighs> Pump prices now average $1.81 a gallon. Wait, that's April. Is that really April 22nd of this year? That's not true. How long ago was this? Do you see a date on this? Oh, no. Maybe I got a story from the wrong place. All I know is I saw a number of stories this last week that talked about the prices of beef going up, the prices of um, milk going up, the prices of all sorts of food going up to a tremendous extent, skyrocketing. And, I mean, we're talking inflation of 17% plus a year. I remember seeing a story that, you know, the the average Thanksgiving meal was up 17% Hmm. from what it was the year before. You can't hide that after a while. You can't. No. No And and gas prices are not a dollar eighty one. This is why I'm questioning. It says April twenty second, but doesn't it doesn't give me a year. Thanks, ABC News 
Go.com, whatever you are. But the gas prices now, what are, what are we paying at the pump? If you're going to get premium in the pump in California, you're paying nearly $5 a gallon now. Oh. $5 a gallon. And unless you've got a hybrid car or a Small. completely battery-operated yeah. car, which nobody can afford to buy a new car right now anyway, yeah. wages are not up the amount that the price of these basic things are up. Also trying to buy electricity and other things. Water, all of these are up more. And the Fed is just back there going, oh, well, you know, inflation. Let's just have 2% a year. Even if you have 2% inflation per year, how, how did that become the good number? No. Why is that good? Because it's so corrupt. It's compounded, it. right? 2% and 2% and 2%. It's ridiculous. Flycatch in the chat room says, Obama administration has planned our destruction since 2008. Second term is sealing the coffin of our nation. I would I think on... I don't think so, but uh, I think that's his intention, at least. I think if there's any country who can make a comeback, it is us. I think we are, uh, you know, we were too great to go down by one scumbag and, uh, you know, and a a cowardly Republican Party. We'll see. We'll see. Freedom Breeze says inflation is the worst kind of tax. That's why government loves our spending. And people are not able to spend as much, you know, on discretionary items, so to speak, because of the inflation that they've experienced on major commodities. If you know, there was actually a Fox News story, and I should have grabbed that one. Joel has a link called this. That's um, great name, Shadow Stats. They have uh, Shadow Stats has inflation numbers that are closer to the truth than the official government and Joel statistics. Joel put a link in there also. Yeah, there's a link here in the chat room at Blog Talk Shadow Radio. Shadow Stats. I like that name. It's perfect. Perfect. I think I'm going to go ahead and click on that link. And great, my browser is not kicking me out of chat when I do it. We're definitely going to be talking about these over the little break here. So, um, yeah, meat, butter. Don't mess with my butter prices. I want my butter coffee. And butter coffee with uh, hazelnut now. Hazelnut. I mean, I don't know. If, mm. I don't know if we're going back. We're going to go into a short break here, and we'll be back in a few. You know, I had to have a little bit of a Duran Duran fix, Bosh, so sorry. <laughs> I forgive you. Uh, thanks, Joel, for sending in this little story over here. Shadowstats.com gives us actual data, the CPI. There's alternate inflation charts, and we've got the official CPI, and we have the SGS alternate, which is significantly higher. 2014. The numbers for the official official inflation are somewhere between one and a half to two percent, depending on what you're looking at here. And if you look at the alternate, the SGS alternate 1990-based inflation stats, it looks like it's up where between five and six percent, which is insane. And I think that the SGS probably <laughs> takes into account some of the things we actually buy. Was it 
you know, it's, it's been a while since I've talked with Alan Butler, but did he say that somehow gasoline prices don't make it into the CPI or something? There's, there's, I don't remember. There were some basic commodities. Commodities. Like, he was very good. He had, she, had, she had very unique uh, intel also. Exactly, I mean. exactly. Yeah, and, and Joel says that the shadow stats numbers calculate inflation based on the way it was calculated in the early 90s and then how later it was changed to make inflation look less potent. And that is what's going on. So the Fed sits back and says, oh, you know, we'll just keep pumping money into the economy. What was it? Was it $80 billion a month? I don't know. It was some insane amount. It was something insane. What uh, Alan Butler said on your show? Well, I've, just what I've seen in the stats before about the, the how much artificial money is being pumped in the economy on a monthly basis by the Fed. Hmm. And I think that they've reduced it somewhat. It's all for appearances. I mean, these, but they're these still doing it. lie. Yeah. That's what they do. Lie from Washington, you know. Energy costs and food are not calculated in the official CPI, says Joel, because they are too volatile. And, and Joel, the, the stories that I did see actually today, and I, I'm sad that I didn't include one of them in the links to the blog at DontLetItGo.com, Fox News had some story about the fact that projections are that food prices are going to settle down in the next 10 years, you know, from 2014 up to 2023 or whatever. And it's because, you know, there were these certain things that were making food prices volatile, but now everything's going to be stable. And I just saw it as a fluff piece. Food prices are out of control. Yeah. It is out of control. I mean, you go to buy. You got to look twice sometimes. Like a, say, how much is that? Yeah, and, and you think twice. You you buy like a half gallon of milk, and it's costing you four bucks or something. It's it's really nuts. So John Kenny says he he thinks that food and fuel were dropped from the official figures several years ago. Maybe it's over decades, right? If you really have to go back to 1990. So it's uh, it's crazy. Imagine uh, we, if we had a good people. In charge. Imagine if we had decent, virtuous men and women. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, it sounds irrational to even say that. Imagine. Right. But I it's true. I don't this even know country was built it. by virtuous men. Yeah. And look what we have now. Scum of the earth. We got to get something more positive, which we will in our last segment. I promise. We have a little bit of a music bumper, and we'll be right back. bit of Duran Duran for you, just kind of reflects the mood that we have created by doing our iteration of words that begin with I that show the iniquity of our current government, our current regime under Obama. And we have been through a number of the topics already, but I think we still have a little bit more to go. And we are going to end with something that is a positive note. So 
please stay tuned for that. I hope we haven't depressed all our people today. But what have we done so far here? We have... Let me something about some... Immigration, some, some Israel, news. IRS. We just talked about inflation. We talked a little bit about impeachment. Probably all that I want to. The lame Republicans are not going to impeach no. our president no, because they, they... Because they're lame. They have, they have no integrity. There's another no. I word. Yeah, and uh, John Boehner has to be kicked out of his seat and, and replaced. You have to have a guy who says, we, got, we have to make the argument. This, this is unacceptable. It's intolerable, this guy's presidency. And instead, yeah, you know, Boehner is suing him on what grounds? I mean, he's suing him some half-assed way where he'll probably win against Boehner and get away with it. Uh, you have to bring the big guns in because there there's a ton. I mean, the articles of impeachment right now are probably, what, two feet? What, what, two feet long, you think, the articles of impeachment? Three feet? I don't know. I don't, I don't get the resistance to impeachment. They're so cowards. For, um, no, but, no, but they call it the I word in Washington. That's why it's like. <sighs> but even Shapiro, isn't he saying yeah, that, they, that he shouldn't? Why no, why no impeachment? I don't know why? because he has some legal runaround. I don't know. It's just Andrew C. McCarthy makes a case for impeachment in his new book. He says this is the remedy to a guy like Obama. This is what the founders well, gave and, us. And the problem with publishing any book is that it's going to need to be updated next week when Obama he does the next he illegal thing that. with his no, pen and No, he said that. He goes, the, yeah. the problem with Obama is that my book's out, but, you know, i got to put something new in right now. So we'll have to have constant updates, maybe in a, in a pair of backs. Anyway, sorry, the uh, American Israeli uh, coach of the Cavs, he, he was born in America, but he's uh, coached in Israel. He was asked about to LeBron, and she was asked if he's thrilled about LeBron coming to the Cavs. He goes, that would be the understatement of the millennium. That's pretty funny. I'm glad that, I mean, whenever... He signed up without, without knowing that LeBron was going to be there. Whenever a deal is made and everyone on all sides is happy and thrilled with the deal, this is a good deal. Yeah. There should be more deals made like this where everyone is... You know, yeah. the, all the people who are participating are thrilled with the results. Obviously, there's going to be the trashers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there are. All, all the pundits who were staking their careers on the uh, idea that LeBron was going to stay in Miami. It's, it's they're, so they're upset, easy. but I don't care it's about so that. It's so easy to, I don't care to think that. You know, but anyway. Are we ready to talk about a little bit of idiocy? Oh. The, the, this is what we're getting to towards the end of the show here. We're so frustrated with these people that we're just going to call them idiots now. I call them stupid idiots. Like in Table 4, yeah. I had this pun, stupid idiot, because that's the ultimate. Idiot. So stupid idiot, right? Do you mind? Or? You know, I guess I guess I could have put Boehner disagrees with Palin on impeaching Obama as idiocy, but I I, I think it's a lack of integrity. Yeah, it's more I mean, than he has no, anything. you know. Here, here's here's some idiocy. How about the people who defend the NSA and bash Snowden? The latest Snowden leak is devastating to those people, yeah. according to the Atlantic, and thanks to Chris. A friend of mine on Facebook who posted this article, linked to this article so I could find it. And the headline reads, latest Snowden leak is devastating to NSA defenders. And it talks about the leak that had to do with specific people's personal data, photos, medical records, all sorts of personal records and communications that they were sending to their loved ones were somehow swept up in what the NSA was doing. The NSA kept these records and this is some of the things that were included among the files that Snowden leaked to the press and said okay on the condition that you do not reveal the identity and you know make these people's lives miserable but you know people are criticizing Snowden for leaking this information and this particular leak makes the NSA look 
horrible because here's the NSA hanging on to not just, quote, metadata. And metadata is a problem in and of itself. But hanging on to, we're talking, it was like pictures of a woman. She took a picture of herself in some sort of racy lingerie, like leaning into the camera. The NSA kept this type of stuff, kept it in their records in a way that was insecure so that what was, uh, what, what was, what was the disparaging remark, the disparaging characterization of Snowden that Obama made? Some hacker, he called him a hacker. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to yeah. scramble jets looking for some uh. hacker, right? So if if Snowden is just some hacker, right? right why is the I NSA mean, so irresponsible yeah. and so immoral that they are collecting personal information, like personal medical records, like pictures that a woman puts of herself in lingerie and sends to her loved one, etc.? Why are they keeping this, and why are they keeping it in such a way that someone like Snowden? can download it and take it with him and release it to the press. Doesn't that make the NSA look horrible? And that's the point of this article, and I think it's, it's a good point. Also about the uh, NSA, there was another story where Glenn, Glenn Greenwald mm. tried to say basically, look how horrible this is because they went after Muslims. They were Fox, surveilling. I tell you, Fox News yeah. has no monopoly on fair and balance because my very next story is Glenn Greenwald being an idiot. Yes, a stupid idiot. The idiocy of Glenn, I, I tell you, I love what Glenn Greenwald did with respect to leaking the Snowden information. He brought us Snowden. But You're here, good for him. In here that he is. Here is here is Glenn Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. Now he's been apologist for Kerr for years. Starting to screw it up. He spoke in front yeah. of Kerr also. Kerr Kerr is a Muslim Brotherhood. Right. They're political wing in America. Yep. They're our enemy. Yep. And this guy's uh, apologist for them. So here he is. He taking the valuable collateral that he's gotten because Snowden entrusted him with these documents. And, of course, he got his book deal and he had his book tour and people like me went to go watch him speak because we like what he did only with respect to this Snowden yeah. thing. I didn't know anything else about him, but it, I thought he'd done a good job with this. In, and in an out-of-context context where he's good. This week, Greenwald shoots himself in the foot by coming out on behalf of so-called innocent Muslims mm -hmm. And the list of so-called innocent Muslims that he publishes that the NSA have been targeting includes people with alleged ties to what you know, yeah. Breitbart calls Islamic extremism. Yeah. And let's give you some of the people that Greenwald is calling innocent right. and, and, and is saying that they should not be subject to surveillance mm -hmm. because... <sighs> Just for record, five members of CARE, five former members are in jail t t today because of terror-related uh, charges. Right. The first person is Faisal Gill. Gill was a spokesman for the American Muslim Council while under the leadership of now-jailed Islamist radical Alamudi. I'm not even going to pronounce the other uh, part of the name, who, who was indicted and pleaded guilty in 2003 for financing terrorism and assassination plots. God, I couldn't, I couldn't see why you'd want to do any surveillance on that guy, right? Second person on the list, Asim Ghafoor has held high-ranking positions in the Global Relief Foundation, which was shut down by the U.S. government after a Treasury Department report found that the Global Relief Foundation has connections to, has provided support for, and has provided assistance to Osama bin Laden, the Al-Qaeda network, and other known terrorist groups. And this is who he's covering for. And this is what this guy said. If this guy says something like this publicly, then you just you track him, okay? It says, we Muslims 
are here in the U.S. not just to be nice people, not to say great things about people, but to bring truth and justice and Islamic ways to this country. You should rule by Islam, otherwise you're a kafir, an unbeliever, non-Muslim. End quote. Well, these are the true believers. That's what they're here for. And this guy, Greenwald, is their useful idiot. Useful, stupid idiot. Third person, Dr. Aga Saeed, founding member and national chair of the American Muslim Alliance, a group that works to get, quote, qualified American Muslims elected to the U.S. Congress and, quote, all levels in the American political system, end quote. He once testified on behalf of Sami al-Aryan, the U.S. leader right. of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad terrorist Who's actually a, a professor in Florida. Which has <laughs> murdered countless Israeli Jew- Jews. Saeed said of al-Aryan during his criminal trial, I believe that Professor Aryan has used the word jihad to induce a spirit of self-purification and public benefit among community hmm. members. Hmm. He pleaded guilty, Al Arian, the guy that this guy was testifying on behalf Some, of. Yeah, Samuel Arian. Yeah, he. Uh, what a name, Arian. He, he pled guilty in 2006 to, quote, conspiracy to provide services to Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Nice. No, these are bad guys. These are our enemies, and this idiot is defending them. Fourth man on the list, Hushang Aramahadi does not identify as a practicing Muslim. He was once president of the American Iranian Council, a group that said Hamas and Hezbollah should be touted as legitimate organizations. You know Hamas? Hamas who's bombing Israel right yes. now? Yeah, legitimate. Murdering no problem. Citizens. No, these are scum. And this idiot, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's why. It's like this Alicante thing with him. It's just not good enough. But he brought us Snowden. He gets kudos for that. And that's about it. Fifth name is Nihad Awad. Awad yeah. was one of the founders of CARE. A group Nihad Awad Akash. I think he makes some, from, from the Saudis probably give a buck. Some serious money. Yeah. Uh, CARE, of course, is a group that was charged as an unindicted co-conspirator yes. during the largest terrorism financing case in U.S. history. Awad once publicly declared, quote, I am in support of the Hamas movement, yes. end quote. So our government... Yeah, uh, no, no reason to, no. to surveil these guys. I mean, this is, this is just... Greenwald, idiot, idiot, idiot. Yes. We are in favor of the, you know, the leaks that you've done where Snowden has showed sure. bulk surveillance without probable cause, without particularized suspicion. There is particularized suspicion against these guys. This is what the NSA is guys. for. I don't know what level of cause this the NSA This is what has. the NSA is for. Right. These scum. That's it. This is what that's it, what it exists for. And this guy's saying, ah, oh, that's the worst thing they could have done. And this is what it should exclusively be for. Yeah, and where is the list, man? Greenwald. Yeah, I want the. Where's the list? You know? I mean, he, now the, I guess the first ones he's publishing are just the innocent Muslims. Yeah. He has to be challenged about this. Has to be. This article has to be shoved in his face. I, I, I also don't like that because you know he basically was saying, oh, you know, NSA's list, and we were going to see a list of people for yeah. which there would be no cause. Right. To surveil them. These guys, this is what it was made for. Again, this is why it exists. On the topics of idiocy here, I've also got Obama's approval with Muslims. And, of course, I think... They were were touting it, the Politico. I would say that anyone who is approving Obama today is an idiot, but that wasn't really my point. My point is that a political publication, Politico, is touting this. Yes. That he's got high approval with Muslims as something. You, you might like this, but I do have a cartoon it's called Islam's Bitch, and it, it is Obama. And that's what that's about. Muslims, you know what? He, good job. Keep going. Why do you think? 
what I mean, you know, death to America, that's their guy. That's their way in. Death within America. Go for it. Our show, he'll destroy our, it from without. He'll destroy it from within. Let's tag team. Right. Now, our show is drawing to a close fairly soon. We've got about 12 minutes or so. But if you want to call, 760-888-5817. Again, that's 760-888-5817. And get in any so-called taxicab thoughts that you might have about what we were discussing today. We had a lot of topics today. That would be good. But, yeah, I just I cannot see actually publicizing a poll and making a big deal out of the yeah. fact that he has a high approval rating among Muslims. I mean, well, we're at a time of war. You know, true believing Muslims are at war with us. It's like, again, it's like World War II. The Italians, the uh, Japanese, and the Germans love FDR. That would be a front page story. Like, ah, rah, rah. Say, uh, he, he's doing something wrong, clearly. Freedom Breeze says that she asked Greenwald on Twitter who else is being targeted. Yeah, we'd like to know. Yeah. Are there people? <laughs> AC Craig and PA in the chat room over here at Blog Talk Radio says that all bets are off if you think that Hamas and Hezbollah are legitimate. Yeah. yeah. That's if over. you call a terrorist organization legitimate murderers, then you have pronounced yourself as somebody who would think, yeah, Jake. if I if I did those same things, if I targeted and Jake murdered Tapper. Jews. Jake Tapper, who's yeah. a better uh, mainstream uh, media guy, was on, on CNN and he had some uh, apologists for terrorism, a lawyer. I think she's educated in America. And uh, she's probably Muslim. And he was uh, challenging her. And you could see she didn't like it. And she didn't expect it. And he was talking about the bombings and what they're doing. And then she also, you know, he said something about what Hezbollah was doing, about the bombings for 10 years. She goes, well, if that's true, that's not good. But, uh, you know what I mean? This, you know what I mean? Just so roll she, it. She yeah. didn't know. No, no. Well, she knows. Okay. She knows about that. But she's saying, basically, she's trying to throw, to throw doubt on it. And she has no problem if it is true. If that's true, it's terrible. And she kept going on. You know what I mean? Without missing a beat. She knows she's in on it. And, of course, Jake Tapper won't go where a real reporter will go. But he's better than, he's better than the rest. But it's interesting to see this going on, uh, that Israel is not getting it as much as they would have years ago, at least in, on that program that I saw. Okay. I like it. I okay. like it because the world, the rational people in the world, especially t- 10 years post 9-11, I think they're starting to realize uh, Israel is in the right. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not saying every, no, 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 I'm not saying everyone. Yeah. I'm talking about the mainstream media. When, when that goes on to CNN like that, and when we're, where he's challenging her, that's, that's, that's the first time I've seen a long well, the time. Other, the, other, the other thing is that the mainstream media is being held accountable by the so-called new media, right. which is, maybe we call it the alternative media now, because it's I not guess. as new anymore. I mean, we, there are bloggers and podcasters and tweeters and everybody out there yep. who is on the ground in some of these war zones around the world and telling the truth and yeah. publicizing the truth. And, and they're, you they're cannot, forced to answer them. You cannot get away with trying to craft the other thing too is a lot of the american media is finding that they have lower and lower rating numbers yeah. and and a lot of times we are turning to british yes media to tell us the truth about things now some of those the brits might enjoy it's like shatterford you mean they might enjoy the america maybe. going down some way but whatever they will tell us the truth before cnn or msnbc will about america what's going on with obama etc but uh Jeremy Lin was just traded to the Lakers. So it's official? Yeah. Okay. Official. 
Jeremy Lin, if, if not aware, became a sensation a few years ago with the Knicks. He was incredible for two weeks, three weeks, and then uh, he, you know, basically the Knicks didn't want to pay him. But what Lakers he was worth. still have no coach. No coach. They have Kobe and they have two, a few <laughs> players, but Jeremy Lin, Kobe and a few guys, can be no an coach. excellent player. He had an okay year last year, I think, thirteen points a game, which is not bad. But we'll see. So so far. The term idiocy, in your opinion, does not apply to any of the deals or trades that are going on no, right now no, that you've no. heard. And you know what? It's funny. Again, there's this mentality in sports, right? They all selfishness, selflessness, collective, you know, team, over, uh, BS. There's one guy, one figure who flipped the entire NBA today. Is an individual, a player. After his deal went, after he agreed, now all the deals are going. Right. Now everyone's like, okay. The big, 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 big one happened because all every team wanted him. Every team was LeBron, trying to, you yeah. know, unload cap space, isn't that? And now it's now it's like, okay, we're not going to get him, so we we want this guy. We want this. Guy. That's what happens. That's that tells you the importance. And you put LeBron on any good team, they're a contender, right? Because in, of an individual. You put Jordan on any good team, they were a contender. Uh, that's the power of the individual. And uh, I'm reading this book about Jordan right now. And it's just it's incredible what Nike was willing to do when he was only in, in, in college at that point. Right. They were willing to give him $2.5 million to create his own sneaker. And he, wasn't, he didn't appreciate the enormity of that. The biggest player at that time was $100,000 well, for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for a sneaker. And again, what was $2.5 million then versus yes, now? It yes. was a lot, a lot of, of money. money. But he was a punk. He was, he, was, he was 20 years old. He was in the meeting. He said, I like Adidas anyway. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, let's finish off our idiocy segment. I, I do want to get to this. I, I just couldn't resist putting this in. I'm really sorry, people. I don't talk about the Clintons much. Sorry, seven quotes, Jordan. Have to. There is no I in team. He was told. He goes, but there is in win. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. It is awesome. awesome. And and I look forward to seeing more about how the the deals shake out. And right. again. I'm glad that in America we can still have deals and contracts that people on all sides can be happy about. And also, and if sorry. they if they evade the amount that they're going to be taxed also, for sorry. all that money, the embrace of competition, mm-hmm. at least in one realm, in one realm in our in, in our world, business is considered ah oh, doggy dog. It's a horrific, terrible. Here. People will love it. They love seeing the best against the well, best. Well, and, and I think here, you know, again, people are saying, Bosh, gee, did you have some sugar today and stuff? Bosh is very involved in the NBA trade and draft and deals or oh, whatever it is it. that they're all doing now. And I think part of the reason it's easy to get yourself sucked up into this stuff even more than ever is because of the depressing kind of crap that we talked about today. Yeah. So let's finish our idiocy yes. and let's go on to the really cool story that you may have already forgotten that I want to talk about awesome. at the end. And so here, here's the last of the idiocy segment, and it is New York Times reports that Chelsea Clinton gets $75,000 per speech. Now... You know, when I think about Chelsea giving, Chelsea, excuse me, Chelsea Clinton giving a speech, <laughs> I don't think about paying her. I think about being paid to watch the speech. <laughs> um, right. Bosh, how much would you like charge to sit through a Chelsea Clinton speech? Let's see, um, We're talking an hour of your life, an irreplaceable 000. hour of seventy-five thousand. Is that what you would yeah, charge? Yeah. My time is I, I would I would my, go my I would go for precious. cheaper than the seventy five thousand. Let me let me just tell you that my speaking fee is a fraction of Chelsea Clinton's speaking fee, it and I shocking. promise to give you seventy five thousand worth. She of, is there is no Chelsea Clinton. Money. 
there is no Chelsea Clinton. She's the daughter of the foreign president. She's the daughter of a, a power monger who wants to be president next. She's nobody. When she had her opportunity to go on the NBC, no one remembers anything about it. Nothing. Zero. She's there. Oh, Clinton's daughter. Pay her $75,000 for what? To lie about her dad? To say he's a great noble guy? AC Craig in PA is also very expensive. He's here in the chat room saying that he would charge at least $100,000. I mean, I can't argue. 72521 says, I wonder how much her writer yes, gets paid. Yes, great. Uh, great, great, uh, great points. <laughs> Absolutely right. JC Farrell says, No more Red Bull for you, Bosch, by the way. Was that really? I don't know. I mean, uh, you're your aunt, and you did have coffee just before. Yeah. Maybe you have to have coffee kind of like an hour before the show or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I could start talking in the fry voice. <laughs> I, I, just, I just started doing that. I just realized. Fry. That was an article I did not include in yes. today's Check it out. Lineup. It's about the fry. What is it? The, the, the voice fry vocal, voice? Vocal fry? Vocal fry. It's a vocal fry. Yeah, dude. We're, we're so cool. We can't. Check, can't, check out what it we, means. We can't be bothered. It's to, a terrible to, to trend. Our, our voice correctly. We, yeah. can't be, we can't just be bothered. Terrible trend going around. In particular John, with women. John Kenny comes cheap. He said, and this is him in the chat room over here at Blog Talk Radio, he says that he would watch a Chelsea Clinton speech for $1,000 plus a bottle of tequila. Yes, that would be necessary. Imagine anyway, how boring. I, you know, I, I, Imagine I like, how boring a speech by Chelsea Clinton would be. We, we do have to go, but I recommend the language of the piece over at Hot Air that I linked to. Again, go to my blog at don'tletitgo.com. You can leave comments on today's show. You can see links to all the stories that we talked about today. And you can read Hot Air's language when they describe the fact that Hillary Clinton's struggle to make ends meet and give her daughter a proper education is apparently paid off because her daughter is commanding a speaking fee of $75,000 in appearance. I'm telling you people, I am a bargain. Hire me. And uh, $75,000, I cannot $75,000 for her to lie to people. I don't think she even... For a couple of hours. Write a dissertation on the. I mean, she's the daughter of two department. major liars, yeah. and she says her dad's great. He's loyal. Loyal to whom and to what? Innovation. We must finish on innovation. Yes. Here it is. Bosch sent me this, and I also saw it from Brian Yoder on Facebook. The gadget that will make you feel like a Jedi is just months away. Can you describe this gadget briefly, Bosch? Well, basically, you can uh, seemingly move things with your <laughs> with your hands, like a Jedi. You can uh, you can. Uh, mess with the computer, away from the computer, just pointing towards it. You can uh, shoot, uh, I guess, uh, video game uh, bullets th- through your fingertips, pointing at the, at the computer screen from feet away. And also, there's some other things. You can actually move objects in the air. You put this like, uh, like what is Remote this? control yes, objects, yes. right? Right. Yes. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty. It's called wow. the, the Mayo Armband. It lets you control electronic devices with simple hand and arm gestures. The original video, which Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak called very cool and impressive, is embedded below. So again, go to the link. Go to the link. It's a Business Insider article that's linked to at my blog at don'tletitgo.com. You can find the video and check it out. Check it out. And they have one also. One is, I guess, amped up. There's one. uh, Put it lower. Okay. There's one. Yeah. Alpha, and then the, the regular one. I guess, oh. I guess the alpha, your arm can turn into a lightsaber, I think, or something, <laughs> something like that, whatever. No, but it's just, it's amazing. And imagine the, as, as Ron Brooke brought up, you know, on, on the show, imagine what's not being invented today because of government 
obstruction. Imagine. Well, that, well that, that's the negative side, but the, posi- the positive side this is, is that a fun, even, today, even today, innovation that is breathtaking yep. is going on, and we can benefit from it. It looks like this is going to be the kind of thing that you and I, even on our cramped budgets, are going to be and able to And even anti, anti-innovation people will enjoy it. Anyway, um, I, against I think I'm going to enjoy playing with that I myself. It's incredible. Check it out. Check out the video. We are, we are at the end of our show, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to continue the discussion, go to my blog at don'tletitgo.com. Leave comments. Subscribe to my blog. And if you like, become a contributor. We will not object in the slightest over here. To uh, those who thought I had Red Bull, I was actually holding back today. <laughs> I held back. That's funny. I, w- I wasn't even aware of it. Take care, everyone. See you next week. Okay, everyone, we are here for the very brief after-show party just to avoid kicking out people at Blog Talk Radio. Any follow-up questions and comments over there? Freedom Breeze had to bail. Thank you, Freedom Breeze, though, for, and, and particularly for reminding me of the uh, tweet from, was it Stockton, who asked right. that, yeah, asked that uh, the sergeant-at-arms arrest Lois Lerner. That would be wonderful. John says thank Thanks, you. John. Thank, thank you, John. Thank you over there. Seven two five two one. Thanks. Thanks again for the listeners, donors at, at the meet. That was that was very very nice. Yeah, the people who showed up at Ocon. That was good. But again, if you are a show contributor, expect an email soon from yes. me detailing how we can do a video chat meetup because I think that is fun. Right. Not everybody wants to or or can afford to travel to to Ocon these days, and I understand that more than anything. Internet connection is seems to be a staple that people are still splurging on, but travel, it's one of those things got to go. Daniel says that I should really consider coconut oil over butter. It has no casein, the yeah, dairy allergen the, in it. But the taste. True. It, now the, it, it's just too potent, the, the taste, especially for coffee. Now, I, I could use clarified butter, and that would have even less. The pastured butter has very little, and what I do sometimes, actually, is I add some of the coconut oil or MCT oil, medium chain triglyceride oil to it, so I break it up a little bit. I, the the taste of the butter, though, it's oh, part, part of it's just it's about delicious. the taste. It's not it just is. about the health. And this is one thing we we should have a discussion on a future show, and I'd like to have your own Brooke in on it as well to just talk about this paleo thing because I know that your own also follows a paleo-ish mm-hmm. diet right. as we do, but remember diet is not just about eating only the most healthful thing at the moment. There are issues like convenience and taste that play some role. And then the question is how much of a role and when and how do you apply this? And I I think that would be an interesting question because some people put taste and convenience above everything. Exactly, which can do. And I think you've got to do it in moderation. But we as objectivists, we don't like moderation very no. much, do we? No, not we like, at all. We like to be Hell extremists no. about this. K2 says, Joel is absolutely amazing as a nutrient. And yeah, K2 is in the grass-fed yes, yes, butter. It yeah. And it just tastes delicious. I'm I mean, really I could, craving. I'm craving I mean, yeah. a buttered coffee right now, Bob. Buttered coffee Can with, with the hazelnut. Of course, I'm going to go right now. With the hazelnut. The hazelnut, uh, what is it? what's the brand? 
the hazelnut of the Green Mountain or yeah. yeah, yeah. Green Mountain, right? Yeah. It's delicious. And the butter just hits it right over the top. I mean, it just makes it, it just, it tastes so good. And you don't need sugar. And I'm one who always put sugar in his coffee for years. I haven't, I haven't put sugar, how long? Months, months now. I don't need it. I just don't need it anymore. It is delicious. So we should uh, get endorsement contracts from these people who make the components we of didn't our sponsor, grass-fed uh, butter. Hmm? We, didn't, we didn't do the sponsor. Yeah, we didn't talk about Audible. We could talk a little bit about Audible. Yeah. What I wanted to have you do is look and see if the book of Michael Jordan, it is. Re- it's on Audible. Oh, okay. Maybe not on Audible. See if it is. Yeah. See if it is. Yeah, for me. It's a great, it's just great to see. And it, it, it really, for the first time, I think, brings his mother to life and how important she was to him in the businesses, in the business aspect of it. His father was not really that involved in that sense. I mean, look at reading about his mother. And then, you know, we know something else about that. I don't know if we're, mm. if we're, if, yeah. if we're privy to say anything, but she is rock solid. And without her, I don't think Michael Jordan would have become as great as he is. Joel asked for whether we get the bulletproof brand of coffee. No, I think that's beyond my pay grade. <laughs> that's expensive stuff, right? The bulletproof stuff, Joel. Have you have you tried it? I mean, I heard it's really good. I heard it's excellent. And it's supposed to, I guess, what, taste more smooth and better? Somehow. I don't know. I wonder if people are going to call in for our little party. No, no call-ins for our party. 760-888-5817. He says it's tasty. Hmm. That's tempting. Definitely try it. If we if we get enough money in our butter coffee fund, we might have to splurge. It is. Uh, yes, yes, it is. It, it is. is. Okay, yes. so so tell the name of the book. It's uh, the life. The life. Michael Jordan. By the Roland Lazenby. Rose, Roland. So Lazenby. if by some remote chance you are not yet an Audible subscriber, you can get a free trial. Again, this is a free trial. You go to audibletrial.com forward slash Amy Peikoff, all one word, A M Y P E I K O F F. And you could get Michael Jordan the Life as your free book to start out your trial. And there's one refrain from from, from Jordan every, every so often in the book. You hear him say, "I surprise myself," because honestly, I mean, he you know he was doing things as a kid, as you know, as a college player, as where he was like, "Whoa!" He was even shocked. That's just, that's incredible to me, and him to admit that also, where another guy would just flick his nose and say, "Well, that's what I meant." He said sometimes, "I'm I'm so into it, I'm doing my thing. I, I watch it after. I'm like, I did that." I did that. It's pretty incredible. I have very few things in life about which I say that. And I have no some one, things occasionally. But sometimes right. me too. But uh, also one thing about Michael Jordan, uh, nobody was in his in his immediate family was over five ten. His brother is five six, five seven. He has two brothers who are five six, five seven. He was five ten. He was considered tall, and then he jumped to six six. That's just incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. We, it's like, we we should know what he was eating, right? Now he tried to do some stretch exercises, go upside down on this one pole. <laughs> he did. He did. He tried to eat certain things. He was telling his mom, "I gotta grow you." And imagine in his own mind, though, if he thought he actually grew himself. I mean, imagine what he thought about himself. That efficacious, like I did this. No one around me is six six. I mean, in his own mind, as a young kid, right. And say, wait a minute, if I could do that, what else can I, can I do? It, it'd be interesting. I mean, you could take a note of the different things that he did, and we could do our own experiments. <laughs> just so find some random kid <laughs> off the street and say, okay, we're going to do this. <laughs> do this. But he was just so great. You know what? Excellent. Thanks. Thanks, Joel. You know what? I dismissed Bill Simmons. I can't stand him on the ABC show in, in, in the weekend, but I've read some stuff and heard his podcast. I like him. 
Uh, him so, and Zach Lowe so when they let, had a conversation. Let, let, let's repeat Thanks, for the Joel. audience sake what yeah. Joel says here in the chat room. Joel in the chat room over here at Blog Talk Radio, he's sharing a lot of good stuff today. By the way, he was talking about what Dave Asprey has talked about, that there's supposedly mold and toxins. Sorry, Joel, he's a, he's, a, he's a better writer than he is a speaker, no doubt about it, especially on television. I'm sorry. Go on. Okay. So the first thing that Joel was saying was that uh, this guy, Dave Asprey, controls the supply chain of the bulletproof coffee, the actual coffee that he supplies and keeps mold toxins out of the coffee. Apparently there's mold and toxins in most coffee. I've read that, but I would like to know if that's actually true or if it's some sort of a marketing hype. I I wonder. But I would, I'm would i open to seeing some more information about that. Uh, but then Joel shared this article from Bill Simmons, and Bill Simmons asked the question in the article, is Michael Jordan a genius? And he's comparing Jordan's genius to LeBron's. I mean, to me, Jordan is a genius. I mean, he was, he was an artist. He was something, he transcended basketball, and he truly, truly transcended race in a way that Obama tried to pretend he did, where Jordan actually did. And that was a part of his mom also, always reminding him, you know, judge people about the character, judge, do not fall into this crap. Because when he was young, uh, some people had some reports, because there, there's a quote here, when, when he was a young kid and Roots uh, came out, he felt very angry about the uh, mistreatment of blacks, slavery, and, and, and so on. And he was also from North Carolina, where the KKK was really active. And uh, he was called uh, the N-word. He threw a Coke, a, a Coke of, uh, a, a can of Coke at the girl who called him that, and he was very angry. And then his mom, mom basically talked to him again and again, and basically just, okay. And that's why he never fell for the trap that Bill Cosby and Jim Brown and others tried to bring him in into the into uh, what what they call it um, the struggle right where he was just gonna be who he was as an individual and succeed without mentioning anything about race without he was an individual and he always came came as such and that that was another thing that really really stood out you never heard him talk about race never even Oprah before the idiot came out for Obama she was uh, she she transcended race no one thought of her as a black woman she was an incredibly successful woman Right. I mean, really, a schmaltzy show, it stunk and making people cry, but whatever, you know, besides that. And Jordan, to me, was just, um, he transcended it all. He was an individual par excellence. I mean, he was just, it was unbelievable watching him play at the peak of his powers. You know, I'm wondering, Bosch, if you should do an entire podcast on basketball, but you would have to change the name because it's not something that makes your blood boil. No. It's something that does what? How would you describe it? It just... It gets me, I mean, I'm so invested in, uh, I don't know, excited, angry as hell when guys don't live up to their potential. I couldn't stand when LeBron stunk it up in, in the 2011. I couldn't stand it because that's something Jordan would never have done. Kobe and Jordan, whenever they, they, they wouldn't shoot well, they rebounded like fiends. They assisted. They did everything. Whereas LeBron shuts himself down if he's not shooting well, which is disgraceful for a quote-unquote superstar. But... But he's getting better on he's, that, He's gotten right? better. I mean, the last two years in particular. And also, even in this last finals, he was incredible. Uh, nobody was able to do what he was able to do, and nobody was able to stop him when he, went, when he was on. But I think he fell in the trap again, looking around him, his teammates were collapsing. They stunk. Mm. Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh going, going scoreless without, right, the, without right. the excuse that Dwayne Wade has. Uh, but it's, it, to me, it is the ultimate spectator sport. You cannot be out of shape playing basketball you no, can't be no, like no. a baseball player no you and it's it's a score after score after score unlike soccer unlike football where you get five seconds of play boom well with the whistle and goes off. in football 
part of the game is consisting of high velocity major force collisions no. right. between We're, human beings. Yep. Now you sometimes do have oh, accidental yeah, yeah, yeah. collisions and you have fouls and no stuff doubt. in basketball. It's, it's an elegant, but that is the exception, elegant, not the rule. It's an and, elegant, and, yeah. beautiful sport. But I don't know, we, we we'd have to have a debate about this with Tara Smith, right? Because Tara Smith her sport is football, right. it's football, football, football. I could watch the and, Super Bowl. That's about it. I just it doesn't turn me on in any way. It's, I, uh, I mean, there is something about it in terms sure, of strategy and sure, plays, no, no, and, no. right? All sports, even soccer, I imagine has has value. I, you know, I don't know what it is, but I can imagine it does. I was forced to play soccer as a kid, you know, my dad, and I think I have a bad taste in my, in my mouth about it. But I know that these guys, you know, these guys are great, great, great athletes. They have to be. Right. right. But it's just so boring. You got two hours of no scores. I mean, that's impossible to me. How the hell can you watch it? Simmons says, Joel, uh, he suggests, he says, Simmons suggests that LeBron is leaving Miami as much as he's coming home to Cleveland because he senses that his teammates have nothing more to give him. It's, it's possible. I mean, it, it could yeah. be as simple as that. It could be as simple as him looking over at uh, Dwayne Wade saying, it's over. Dwayne Wade is finished. And it's sad because Dwayne Wade in 2006 was, quote unquote, Jordan esque. 34 points a game average in the finals. Wow. It was incredible. He was a great player. I don't think I've ever seen Dwayne Wade play that no, way because exactly. I wasn't following right. basketball then. He was, I mean, it was extraordinary. And it's sad. It's really, really tragic because he's, he's only 32. Well, and now we're going to have to see, does Kobe have any career left in him we'll physically? See. I mean, if anyone can come back from those kinds of catastrophic injuries, it, it, it is Kobe. It is. We'll see. We shall see. Anyway, we're going to go, people. Thanks, everyone. And thank you, everyone. Thanks for indulging me, because I've, I've been really... We will see you next week. We're looking forward to it. And have a good weekend, everyone.